this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Everybody, my name is Josh Roach. I'm T Green. I am the Pappas. I am Two Med Two. Guys, how's it going? Good. Great. Um, amazing. Mister Two Med Two, long time no see. How you been, man? Yeah, it feels like every time we talk, it's like this is some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. Is <laughs> the first words out of our mouth. Oh man, yeah, this has got to be yeah the Book of Boba Fett, chapter six. I've heard this going around, and I mean, I think I've watched the episode like four times now. And uh, every time I find a, a something a, a little another little bit or something that like draws me in, and uh, it might be the best Star Wars in my opinion since like Revenge of the Sith as a scope like overall scope of star warsiness what do you guys think i will say as an episode it's that's a really good debate to be had but for a specific let's i I guess let's call it scene i I would say the finale of man though season two i was like i mean you guys were kind of with me i think that night i almost oh yeah we all know and yeah, we were. There was so, about six or eight of us in a a, a finale watch chat. You yeah. know, this was like, oh wow, like what's next? Like, oh my god, oh what did just they're gonna do that? Oh, there's Luke, and then there's Cad Bane, and there's this, and but the the five or five or eight minutes, maybe ten minutes of Luke Skywalker in the finale of Mando was like emotional, <laughs> uh, like. That, that was like Revenge of the Sith for me. Like the emotion of like seeing the Obi-Wan Anakin fight for the first time. Yeah. I didn't feel that type of adrenaline and like like happiness like up until that Luke scene. This this was kind of like it was close, right? But it rode me it rode me on that same frequency throughout the whole fifty minutes. But not as not as big as that. Right. You know I mean? It I, wasn't as big of a it's like the uh I agree with you there. I think overall, like contained the last couple minutes of uh, season two of Mandalorian was probably more epic and gave you more chills. But I think as a whole, like this, this episode seemed like a Star Wars movie just contained within like what, 48 minutes. I thought it was 50, but maybe that was the two minutes of the, uh, the recap and the credits. Right. Yeah. T, what did you think? Oh, I, I mean, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, as you all know, I normally watch this with my wife. Um, uh, literally the whole time, she's like, come on, this is the book of Boba. <laughs> yeah, so Boba Fett was in this episode. Um, <laughs> he didn't have a single line. But... Not I mean, one? He didn't say anything? Not one. I just, I was thinking about it right before this, going back through my notes, and I went back to check. Nope, he just, Fennec Shan says everything. Uh, Fennec and, Fennec 
the 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 major domo uh the one gamorian guard who squeals at him and <laughs> and uh din are the only ones who say anything in that scene at the palace huh that's crazy i mean you guys know how i am i'm, I'm one of those people that are always you know all right you might not have liked this episode um and you know don't want to get into the filler discussion because obviously wasn't a filler, but people are like, oh, this was a filler episode or, or this or that. Or it's like, well, wait to see what it sets up, you know, um, at the end of the season or for, you know, two seasons from now or, you know, th- um, things of that nature. And it's just like, okay, um, you know, they're not calling this the Boba Fett series. They're calling it the book of Boba Fett. And anybody that's ever read a book, how many times do you get four chapters that you're like, this has absolutely nothing to do with anything in this book they're not talking about the main characters they're talking about you know some guy that painted a fence for three hours or you know whatever it is the guy that works at the deli you know like why are there two chapters about him i don't know but the author felt that was important to put that in there for some type of background information or you know that those three chapters of, of a book you know there could be one line in there that that all that was setting up for something to give you emotional feels you know later on um you know so it's like people were complaining about you know, not having Boba Fett in there. And I, I think if they call it the Boba Fett movie or the Boba Fett series, they might have something more, um, you know, Someone to complain stands. about. Um, yeah, more, more of a stand to, you know, to where you, you'd be able to un- understand where they're coming from. But, you know, I think there's a reason they call it the book of Boba Fett because, you know, books are completely different than movies and shows. Yeah, you are. This just happens to be, be a show called the book, so... You- you're a hundred percent on point with me. Like, um, so my buddy, Sean today said, uh, he messaged me. He said, we had, we had four episodes where we followed the dude in his storyline. I'm invested in his storyline from the time for the time being to shift away from that for two episodes just isn't something I love. I said, I think we're looking at this the wrong way. I don't remember if I said this on the podcast last week or not, but I said, uh, it's like the gospel or the book of John in the Bible, Right. Uh, it has John in it. You get a bit more of John's story in that book. It has his name on the title, but it's not about John in the like in the grand scheme of things. And I think that's kind of what the book of Boba Fett is doing. And I also told him, I think I might be a little more adjusted to this because he never watched the Clone Wars. I watched the Clone Wars and, you know, Rebels and everything, right? Um, he's more of a casual fan in that sense. But I told him... I think they're got kind of going more of like an anthology route with all of these shows. And I wouldn't be surprised if in season three of Mandalorian, we kind of uh, diverted and maybe we see a little bit more of the armor. Or maybe we see a little bit more of Paz Vizsla um, kind of, and or like Bo-Katan, we follow her story a little bit more and start uh, picking up some different viewpoints along the way. And oh, and by the way, so you know, I, I I don't do Star Wars that much anymore because um, I'm a contracted streamer on that on one of the apps that I do, so that consumes most of my time. Although I do do a lot of Star Wars, do do uh, I I cover a lot of Star Wars on there on that app. Um, so anytime I just start rambling on, just tell me to shut up. But you know, it, I don't know if you guys remember me saying um, that like I thought that Solo two was going to be kind of the way they did it with Marvel and um, 
with the uh, the Netflix series that where they all separate series. There, there's one or two little pieces in there that all come together, and then they have one series where everyone's together. Um, I think this is similar to that, but don't, just on the opposite way. Everyone's coming together in this, yep. and now you're going to have. Um, you know, you have the Mandalorian going back to, to his, you have Ahsoka going to do her thing. Um, you know, we could get a, a Cobb Vanth story or a mini series for a couple things after this is all settled and he goes back, what's happening on Tatooine over the next years. You know, we, we know now what's happened over the last few years, what's going to happen over the next years and, and how that carries on. Yeah. So they had Rangers of the new Republic. Um, but they said that's pretty much been scrapped and the ideas that they were going to use for that are going to be integrated into the other shows. So it sounds like they're already going to be doing more integration of other people's stories into the Mandalorian and such. What, what do you think, Mikey? Yeah. So a couple things, um, Favreau uh, and, and Lucasfilm are, are taking a ton of, uh, education from, from Marvel and the MCU. And the format that, I mean, Mikey kind of touched on it with the Defenders stuff that Netflix did. But I, I think we'll start to see as, you know, we get Loki 2 and um, the, the other shows that are keep coming out for, on the Marvel side of things on Disney Plus is that like that, that crossover stuff has, has been around since the 70s with Marvel Comics. And, and they perfected it on the big screen and, and on the small, on the silver screen. And, you know, Kevin Feige is like, you know, this is how it's got to be done today on the silver screen. If we're not just making movies, it's like you, you, you got to bring in and cross over the story arcs quicker today. You got to do it a lot faster. Um, and, and I think there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of reasons on why you'd want to do it faster. So I think there, this was like a, a really nice shortcut into moving that Mandalore arc along quicker for, for Mando season three and moving the so and moving Ahsoka arc very quick to get to like remember in Marvel we had Phase One and then it it all the way went all the way up to Endgame and like they had a specific plan. This looks like they now have this plan in place for what Josh is probably going to take us through. You know, um, but I, I appreciate it. You know, and, and people are like this is not Boba Fett. This is not Boba Fett. I'm like you, you're not getting it. You're not like in Mando season three. I bet you guys, I bet you guys anything, two, two or three of those episodes will be more Boba Fett than, Man, than, Man, than Din Djarin yep. in, in the Mandalorian show. Yep. And in the Ahsoka show, you'll have an episode where Ahsoka's barely in it in the Ahsoka show. Maybe it'll be Sabine. Maybe we'll fucking go off with Ezra and Thrawn. Maybe we'll get that. But like, this is going to be an ongoing theme that we're going to see in order to connect all these crazy lines on this freaking graph that's up on uh if you're watching this on youtube that josh is going to take us through but um it makes total sense to me you know the whole thing does and yeah. i and mikey i think the book of boba fett will make more sense after mandalorian season three i think it's the start of his this this arc of the boba fett storylines and it's going to end with with the finale of mandalorian whether it be season three or on another show but that arc his arc is going to go off but this is the start of his his story the book yeah i i fully agree with that um yeah like i said my wife not so happy with this episode i mean she's happy with the episode not happy with not having boba um i think she's on the same uh level as sean um She's invested in Boba. She wants the, the 
story to finish. Um, me, I was excited to see uh, Ahsoka and and Luke and grow like. I know we talked about last week how we didn't think we would see. <laughs> we just seem to be wrong every time we uh, make our little. <laughs> We're not going to see baby. We're not going to see Grogu. Opening right. scene. <laughs> and like, but, but like Papa's just said, and I think he hit the nail on the head here was. Uh, we're used to they're giving it to us faster. Um, we're getting more instant gratification with this. Hey, you you know, we, we tease a little bit of Mandalorian. We talked about Baby Yoda. A lot of people would have been upset if they didn't see Baby Yoda this week, if they didn't see Grogu. Um, and the only thing I can say that maybe they, they could have done, and I think it would have worked better for uh, people like Sean and, and uh, T, your wife, Jessica, um, you know, because a lot of these people were saying that, you know, the first few episodes were kind of a slog um, in Book of Boba Fett which I really don't agree with. I think that, and I've been comparing it to the Godfather um, since the first episode. Uh, And I mean, if you watch the Godfather, it is more like that. It's more positioning and stuff. And then it even takes a lot from the Godfather part two with the flashbacks. Um, So I I think that the only thing that they could have done is maybe if they had just interspersed a little more of Mando and baby Yoda and Luke um, and the Ahsoka stuff, earlier like they interspersed a little more of the flashbacks maybe some people wouldn't be as upset with it but i think that it's all going to make sense at the end they've been saying it since the beginning we say it all the time to med too you said it too like you know uh i mean case in point like you were saying uh you never know if the author takes you off on a little side note um and has uh that's where that's where cobb vanth and Freetown, Mos Pelgo come from, from Chuck Wendig's book, an interlude in Chuck Wendig's book, uh, Aftermath, in the Aftermath series. And now we have him, I mean, a character that, like, my wife loves. She was she was uh, on the edge of her seat when, at the end of this episode, when uh, Cobb Vanth was having this, you know, the standout, the standoff with uh, with Cad Bane, who we, uh, we called, Mikey and I called, uh, from the get-go of this show. But, um, yes. Yeah, so it they they've been and I think I said at the end of last episode like they're probably going to totally go a different way than what we said what we were saying again. Um, you never know with especially with the book of Boba Fett what you're going to get when you tune in, um, which makes me super excited for next week. Um, but yeah, I I was thinking when the when the episode first opened up and we saw Tatooine that oh well maybe uh maybe luke is on tatooine and maybe we're going to visit luke on tatooine was not expecting to see uh the marshal cobb vanth show up so what do you guys think of his uh his interaction there at the beginning with the pike syndicate i thought it was uh, he's way more badass than i thought he was i thought once he lost that armor he's just a wuss like he's just a uh what does Django say just a Regular man in the galaxy, trying to make my yeah, way in the trying galaxy. Trying to make his way in the galaxy. Yeah, like I, I thought he was like just a normal authoritarian in like a small, like freaking moisture evaporator farm town. Like I didn't think he he was badass, but he's got a he's got a quicksilver trick trigger finger, which is fucking dope. Yeah. And then uh, he and and he gets rid of the spice. Like 
that's from it's from an old western where like there was something and I think Clint Eastwood gets something he doesn't keep it he dumps it because it's like bad for the but it wasn't booze it was like maybe it was booze like I there was I'm gonna I'll I'll look for it Josh and we can talk about it next week but the, yeah. that's Filoni took that literally when he dumps the spice he took that from a western okay. Yeah, I mean that that entire scene starting off, you know, starting off from start to finish was, you know, you could have changed their clothes and, you know, put them on a horse instead of um, a speeder and it, it would have been something from the 1800s, right? Um, you know, easily. It, 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 like it was that much of a carbon copy, um, which is amazing. Yeah, and so, I find it interesting that they say, sorry, T, they, they just say, uh, leave the spice and take the credits to Moss Eisley. That's what one of the Pikes is saying when he comes up. So that was kind of interesting to me. Like, maybe that's just like a drop-off point or something that they were using that territory. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's remote. like if a bunch of drugs. Sorry, go ahead, T. Yeah. No, it's remote. It's basically just this place in the middle of nowhere why not just do a quick handoff i i think it's more like you know i've got this parking lot up the block from my house if it's like you know the drug dealers over here were using that as a trafficking spot you know that Cobb doesn't want that because it's probably a an easy port like like an easy place for um the trafficker to like refuel get water get lodging, you know, that type of thing in right. Freetown, in Freetown. And they're not going to get harassed. Like in Mos Espa and Mos Eisley, there's more eyeballs. There's optics everywhere in this place where they have everything they want to get out there away from the Dune Sea probably to make the, to make the trade. Yep. So that's, that's probably the drop-off point for that reason. Yeah. I thought that was a good, it was a good episode. Um, was not ex- or a good start to the episode. And then we cut to... Um, Real quick, uh, you watched it a few more times than I got to watch it today. Right. Um, I only counted two shots, but three bodies. There was, there... There was three shots, and actually... Um, they're, they're really close. Except, like, they're, they're really close together, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard three shots. Right. Well, like I said, I only got to watch it once. So I just I, I saw it, I heard it, and I'm like, I think he only shot twice and got both those guys on the left with just one shot. Yeah, man, there's there's a real life, I'm trying to remember his name, um, a real life gunslinger. Uh I think it's like Bob Munden. Uh, M-U-N-D-E-N. If you guys ever look him up on YouTube, this guy is one of the fastest draws, you know, known to, like in the Guinness Book of World Records uh, of modern day, like that's recorded. And he can shoot, and you watch the video, and it sounds like one shot. But then you go back and you watch it frame by frame, and he's, and he, you know, he'll shoot like three balloons that are like a couple feet apart from each other. Um, and Crazy. that's... That's basically what they've made Cobb Banth out to be. Like you were saying, Mikey, like you didn't think he was going to be so much once he lost the armor because he didn't want to let the armor go. And he addresses that later, you know, uh, when Din asks him, 
you know, how have you been? I haven't talked to you since you got, since you lost the armor. And he's like more careful, you know? So mm-hmm. he's not as bold, but you know, he's, he's still as brash basically. Um, I mean, that was pretty bold, dude. Like the pikes are, are no, you know, they're no easy threat. Like they will fuck you up. So, and then for him to go up against one of the most notorious bounty hunters in the galaxy with no fear whatsoever, dude, he's pretty bold without the armor. Yeah. But he's still imagine imagine him with the armor, man. Like I don't know, would have been interesting. Well, I mean, to see. Uh, Cad Bane was like, "You never should have gave up the armor." So, right, yeah. So he knows yeah, I... he knows the story, basically, right? But then that look that look on his face when he says that uh, Boba Fett, you know, is a cold blooded killer. He used to work for the Empire. Yeah, it's like, wait a second, that's not the same guy I know. Right. Yeah. yeah like, um, oh. you know, it's like, it's like finding out, uh, you know, one of your name, like, Oh, the, the old man that lives next to you, the nice guy. Uh, Oh, he used to be an SS officer. Right. It's like, no, not that guy. He's so nice. Or, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's just like that looking on his face. So I think that's going to be a point of contention because, you know, Cobb Vanth isn't dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's not, he's not dead. He's, he's not dead. So but why would, why would he take anything to truth that, that some, you know, some bounty hunter shows up. He doesn't know who Tad Bane is. He just kind of shows up. It's not like he, he knew him. So why would he believe him? Right. But yeah. I mean, so literally the, have any reason not to believe him. Right. I mean, when, sometimes with a lie is so outlandish, people will believe it just because why would someone make up a lie like that? Right. Well, that's the whole reason they make it up because it's so outlandish that there's no reason that you wouldn't believe it. Right. Right. Generally in star Wars, the bad guys tell the truth. <laughs> what were you saying to you sorry <laughs> from a well, certain point of talk view about the so i love the the name of the the title of the episode um literally i was like i saw the title didn't think anything of it until the very end yep and then i saw i said i saw cad bane's hat that was the first thing i noticed and the first thing that clicked in my head was Josh and Mike are probably flipped out by now. <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as I saw that silhouette and I saw the cowboy hat, I was like, oh, here we go. And then I said, oh, he's dead. Oh, no. Cobb Vanth is dead. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, he uh, he surprised us again, right? Like, I, I watched it um, frame by frame because, of course, I did. And he just takes one in the shoulder. That's Yeah. Else. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy is fucking dead, though. You know, the, the stupid deputy out there doing what he's got to do and it's not what he needed to do. You know, yeah. that's why that's why he was sent inside because Cobb Vanth knows what's going to happen. Yep. And yeah. you're well, sitting what, there, you're sitting there and you got, you're inexperienced and all of a sudden it's like, well, all right, it's going to happen. So I might as well just draw. But as soon as you make that first twitch, it's all over and it's all your fault. Yeah, no, Cad Bane was fucking fast, man. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, what did you guys think of his? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, let me nope. just say this. Yep. Let me just say this. Yeah, what did you think of his uh, complexion? I think he was paler because he was super blue in Clone Wars. Also, like skinnier, frailer in the face, and then also the hat was was smaller. Because I remember his hat. Like, I mean, obviously, it can be an artistic aesthetic thing from like the animated to the live action, but. I thought his hat would be like a little bigger, you know? 
it matches it matches the hat at least and everything uh, matches the hat that he's wearing in Bad Batch more because he's got a new hat in Bad Batch and it's, ah, it's okay much less flamboyant kind of it's much smaller um, right. kind of more reserved um, and I think that you can chalk the rest of that up to he's it's mm-hmm. been what uh, at least twenty five to almost thirty probably like 30, 30 years or so since we've seen him. Because the last time we saw him canonically was in the Bad Batch. We didn't um, see him in Rebels at all, right? Nope. Okay. Um, so that's the last time we saw him. And until now, we hadn't, uh, we didn't really know if he was still around. Because um, there was that arc of the Clone Wars that we saw, like, the the rough animatics were and stuff. Where him and Boba have a standoff. And he's actually the one who gave Boba the dent in his helmet. And it's kind of... But then when we see him in Bad Batch, he's got a metal plate in his head. So probably from Boba also hitting him in the head. So I right. think that's that's going to be interesting, which is why, Mikey, I think you and I both automatically were like, we're going to see Cad Bane in this. If they're going to bring somebody in to go up against Boba Fett, it's going to be Cad Bane. And like the whole fact you guys are talking about the look that Cobb Vanth gives him when he t- starts talking about Boba Fett, he's probably heard more about Boba Fett now, his reputation as somebody who wants to rule with respect. I mean, that's something Mm -hmm. that they have been pounding into us this entire show to the point where a lot of people are very upset about it. They're like, you know, this isn't my Boba Fett. My Boba Fett is a ruthless killer, right? That worked for the Empire. Just like Cobb Vanth is is telling us. And I don't think it's uh, it's, you know, it's, it's no accident that everybody's feeling this way. And we literally have the bad guy spell it out for us in the penultimate episode, right before, you know, everything's about to hit the fan next episode. Cause I think we're going to see Boba Fett unleashed next episode. Riding that yeah. rancor. Yeah. They need to do something. I'm sure like they plan this whole thing because they like to have him do the badassery at the end. I'm so tired of like looking at people listening to people say how like he's not there Boba Fett and all that type of jazz. Um, and this goes back to what you were saying, Josh, about how it started off so slow. And then it took like to this point for it to like start taking off and yada, yada, yada. Uh, remember this is star Wars year, right? This is bad, bad season two. This is Obi-Wan. This is um, every, everything else that comes after that into next year. So, I feel like, you know, we talked about this too, like the, the going up the roller coaster type of thing, you know? <clears throat> and then once, I, I feel like after this finale hits us and we're all going to be talking about it for quite a while and then it re-roll into the other series, I don't, I think it's going to be nonstop. Yep. So to have Boba Fett in the finale do the badassery, I don't think we should see him with his helmet off through the whole freaking episode next week. No. The helmet's, the helmet's got to be on the entire time and he's got to just be like, he's no good to me dead. You know, he's got to be no good to me. He's no good to me dead, Boba Fett, next week. He's going to so be, like, they're no good to me. You know, he's no good to me alive next week, Boba Fett. <laughs> like, look, yeah. I, I've tried to make peace with you people. Uh, I've tried. Uh, but now, you know, you went you went out and shot somebody that that's a friend of a friend, right? That was supposed to be come and start, you know, come and help oh. us. And then you bombed one of my places. Um, right, right. So they have, they have, we saw in the hologram when they're talking in the palace, like they've basically been setting up all around and the rest of the families are content with just letting them kind of infiltrate, move into the area. And they're just 
they're 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 doing what they said they would right they're uh, as far as we know they're not getting involved they're not moving against the pikes but they're also not doing anything to help and boba and fennec lays it out what everybody's been saying right the uh the mods are not muscle like they're good for information they they lay that out too like the whispers tell us these are where they're at um so the mods have just been going around keeping an eye on things um gathering intelligence uh, but now we've we've brought in the muscle. We've got Kerstanton. Um, we've got we've got Din Djarin come in, and next week I think is going to be next week should be pretty epic. I'm hoping that it's a I'm hoping it's a longer episode, kind of like the uh, premiere of season two of Mandalorian. They seem to be getting longer. Yeah, um, I think this was the longest one, or it was the week before. The week before, I think, was the longest one. I, uh, I really think that the episode's going to go one of two ways they're both going to be with Boba Fett turn out to be a badass but you're going to have him either go like John Wick on everybody um or you're going to have it where he's still the, the you know the the calm cool guy because you got to remember Star Wars is all about balance the force is all about balance um so he's this guy who's not going to you know rule with respect and he's not killing people and he's giving people chances and this and that and that's you know how the rest of that that episode, the last episode is going to go, but maybe at the end, um, you know, uh, Cad Bane's laying there on the ground, defenseless, and Boba Fett just walks up the blaster and puts one in between his eyes. Well, and, you know, I, I, and, and and that's where the line comes in. You know, you're no good to me alive, and it's like you just killed a defenseless person after you've been sitting here the entire time talking about you know ruling with respect and not being you know, known as a leader because of terror or you know, right. whatever it is. And then all of a sudden it's like, you just killed a defenseless person. And Dark it's side like, point. Yeah, there's, there's, there's your balance. You know, you spend yeah. the entire time showing <laughs> it and it's just like, well, you know, it's the lesser of two evils. So I had to do it. Yeah. His yeah. balance is activated now by cause though. Right. Like with, with Bib Fortuna, we, we understood now that like it was because of what happened with the Tuscans and, and for him to go into that, you know the 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 vicious mode. Um, it's it's because they've declared war by bombing in Mos Espa. Like that, once war is declared, he could he could take his gloves off without remorse of of his new moral f- foundation, right? Like, yeah, they just bombed now, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, so now right? he's like, now it it doesn't matter. Like there's none of that. That's out the window, and that. That's going to free his, uh, take the cuffs off, so to speak, of this newfound um, ethical way uh, that he now that he has, uh, which is why we're going to see ruthless fat back. Right, which is what happened last time. They messed with part of his his tribe, right? They messed with his tribe, and he was ruthless. Um, now they messed with one of his people, right? Uh, a couple of his people, like people, two people that were connected to him now. I think we're going to see Ruthless Fett back again next week. He's not just uh, trigger happy for no reason anymore. You know, he's not the no one, the guy you have to warn not to disintegrate people anymore. Uh, but if you piss him off, I think he's 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 going to go around and destroy some people. And yeah, I can totally see him just putting one right between Cad Bane's eyes once he's already down. You know, because at this point. Bane has proved that he's an enemy time and a time again to Fett. And part of, you know, 
he's, he's done all this. He's done as much as he can to gain respect by trying to be respectful. But like Fennec's been telling him, sometimes you've got to gain respect by flexing your muscle. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing in all this muscle and I think he's going to use it. Yeah, he's going to have some help too. Yeah, I'm still expecting to see, I'm still hoping to see a couple other uh, familiar faces show up next week. Um, a couple other yeah. bounty hunters would be cool. Um, I after, think After what last week's episode, I don't think we're going to see uh, the the rest of the covet. Yeah. The other two. <laughs> Yeah, the the rest of the uh, children of the watch, right? Um, we won't see we won't see uh, the armor or Paz Vizsla probably, but I think we could we could still see. I think there's a good chance that we're still going to see Bosk, like uh, Papas and I have been talking about for a while now. I mean, they they set that up. There is no way Chris Hansen's going to sit there and have and and tear arms off the Trando unless they're going to lead that that plot point's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Like like the, it 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 would just be awkward if they don't have some type of closure while, while introducing that whole aspect without a super backstory of just just knowing that like oh yeah he was they were slaves to Trandoshans and Trandoshans put him in the arena or the gladiator a gladiator. I think yep. that's what happened. Yep. Um so like y- you would have boss come in and like literally have some like Race, Wookie racial slurs to him and like talking <laughs> shit, you know? Right. Um, maybe I shouldn't have went there, but you kind of, you get the idea, like something to really piss him off, and, and them have their 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 go to, so to speak. Um, I was just gonna say something else too that just hit me, but keep going, guys. I, it'll come back to me. But it, it could also be like we talked about earlier. You know, we might not get it in this episode. We might get it in Ahsoka's episode, right? Uh, or uh, in in Ahsoka's show. Um, where where something happens where they're both in it you know and that's gonna be if if what you said that you think or you want to happen um, doesn't happen you know and people are going to complain about it as as a point and then you get in another a a different show or the the thing though mikey is like you can't just have a bunch of pikes with cad bane as like the the grand villainous battle like they're they're gonna spin like more villains on that side of this war, right? This like is the bounty Empire hunters. The bounty hunters back, are like, yeah, like like if it's just Cad Bane with like a bunch of pikes, like it's gonna be kind of. I mean, whatever. Maybe there's a thousand pikes and it'll be like you know a battle of attrition against like in three hundred. Like I don't know, but um, I think you need to introduce like more muscle on that side, more main muscle. Like like when Fennec said, "Well, now we've got Mando and we've got Chrysanthemum <clears> now, so we've got like." like legitimate a legitimate force now so i think they they need to introduce some more of, of that front that like front line or back yeah, line if this is going to be like civil war right where you've got somebody like they're matching up you know superhero to superhero yeah. big bad to big bad right so if if we've got cad bane for boba fett and if we've got um if we're going to get boss for uh black or stanton who who are we gonna get for Din? Kira, maybe Kira. Yeah, well, yeah. What what's going on with uh, Red Dawn? Crimson Dawn. There, there's Crimson Dawn. I, Crimson I mean, Dawn. yeah. I think I think that's what happens. I think I think Kira comes in, uh, like, you know, some shit. I don't. Know? Or, I don't think Kira not... 
will actually appear. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll get the hologram at the end, but maybe it's going to be a bunch of like a bunch of restored walkers, a bunch mm. of like you know, maybe it's going to be like in in military force, like actual military force, not just infantry, like not just like a Star Wars villainous superhero, an yeah. antihero, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's that, and then. The other thing I was going to say is that if they do need more muscle because Cobb Vanth can't show up with Freetown, there is still the Tuscan girl, right? No, you no. So so I, Josh I think thinks dead. because we saw her because we saw her gaffy stick or whatever in the fire. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. But but there's still that that open endedness to it for me for me personally, right? Like Mikey's like, well, for you, like for what you want to happen. And I respect what he's saying. Cause it, it's, it's obviously true. Cause no one knows what the fuck's going to happen. Right. Um, I think there's a chance that some of those, t- there's no way all the Tuscans on Tatooine are gone. No, right? not all the Tuscans. And like, right. Right. So if this tribe is wiped out, but they get, but the word whispers throughout the Dune Sea that, that like Boba Fett is basically like, is, is a, you know, they brought, he's basically a, a tribe member of a yeah. tribe that no longer exists, and he may get some help from the Tuscans instead of. I think it would be a better finale, right? I mean, we we spent so much time learning about his journey with the Tuscans and like him becoming part of the tribe and all this nonsense for them not to come in to help him at the end. Well, let's not forget that Din is also friendly with Tuscans and can communicate with them. With yeah. with with the right. tan Tuscans, right? Like the the Tuscans that we're used to seeing. So maybe that sect of Tuscans is gone. Um, the you know that that's like a smaller, right. and that could almost be like a uh, kind of metaphorically, kind of like uh, the Watch, right? They were a smaller group of Tuscans that kind of held to different beliefs, but in the end, uh, maybe Din can help reach out to get the greater Tuscan population to come and back up Boba Fett. Just like in the end, Din comes from a small sect from the children of the watch of the Mandalorians, but he's making connections with the greater Mandalorian, uh, you know, culture and they can all, they're all going to come together down the line, I believe. So just, just so we're, uh, well, we're, but so my dumb watching today's episode and I see the Jawas right after he's like I can get help I'm like (laughs) like there's no way he's going for the Jawas only because of last episode and the whole fucking I dated a Jawa thing and I'm just like (laughs) I'm like he's he's gonna go talk to these Jawas I'll give you my ex's Pelimoto's like I'll give you my ex's number and we can have him go and steal carburetors (laughs) off all of their ships and they can't go anywhere it well, was like, cool. ah! the crate dragon uh the crate dragon skull yeah, that was oh dude that was sick yeah but like for some odd reason my mind went straight to him just getting a clan of jawa and having them <laughs> fight with them <clears throat> i'm also like what is the what is the crate dragon skull on top of the sand crawler like it's just gonna make the sand crawler go slower Right. It's almost like those people you see with a Honda Civic that puts a giant wing on the back yeah. of the of the Nissan, right? Like <laughs> the Jawas are legitimately like. Well, there's so much in this show that makes that reminds me of Galaxies. Oh. And you remember right, you used to be right. able to get like a crate dragon skull and just like have it take up the whole huge room of your house. Um, yeah, yeah, they're just the taking that to somebody. The arch- 
that was the best part of that game, dude. Like, it's the sandbox crafting of, like, the creating buildings and, like, decorating them, honestly. It was, like, Star Wars interior decorating is literally what it, what that game is. And it's I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. I mean, it, we can talk you were about that say something. another time. But. Uh, we also haven't touched on the scenario. Um, who would Luke possibly match up with if we choose the chainmail and we return Grogu to Din, Din and he comes in and there's this uh, little war going on Kira uh, now I mean it's I, I think if he comes in in red five he's not getting out of you're not going to see Luke Skywalker in the like igniting the green you're going to see red five and R2 and Luke Skywalker go up like planet side above the atmosphere and like whatever Crimson Dawn has up there whatever the hell it's going to be you're going to see him fuck shit up in red five well we that's, did that's see me. in the uh I kind of like where you're going because we did see in one of the concept arts for last week's episode above that ring planet or the ring, you know, station. Uh, people were saying that they saw Darth Maul. It's called the Dyson Sphere. It's the Dyson Sphere. It's not a Halo Sphere. It's a Dyson. Oh, okay, sphere. okay. The Dyson. The the uh, yeah the uh, the Dyson Sphere or the uh, the Hoover Sphere, whatever you want to call it. Um, the uh, you know why I cut why I cut you off and I said that too, right? Yeah, because yeah. I saw you like the post. My, oh, yeah, my yeah. comment. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, they people are saying that above that is the Darth Maul Sith, his uh, Sith infiltrator ship from Episode One. So that kind of ties into a couple things for me. Okay, so here's here's where some of my uh, for for just our listeners, I have one of these crazy like boards where you've got the yarn or the lines that attach everybody and how they're all connected. Um, so a couple things like to med to you were mentioning like who would Luke match up with? Um, and earlier we were talking about uh, you know you said something about Crimson Dawn. Um, T, you were saying you don't think that we would, uh, you don't think that we're going to see the rest of his coven anymore uh, this season. Um, I think that there's there's always a possibility that uh, we could, and that the, you know, because we don't really have anyone for Din to match up against either. Um, if we Thanks. have Boba Fett uh, versus Cad Bane, and we have Chrysanthemum versus Bosk, um, so. Tying things back to Crimson Dawn, which we've been on this train the entire time, right? So if you go back, the Pike Syndicate um, is 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 connected to the Shadow Collective, and the Shadow Collective was Darth Maul's Darth Maul's baby, like his project. So what he did was when he went in at the end of Clone Wars and he took over Mandalore, he took over Death Watch. And Death Watch split as an uh, effect of that. So when he fought Pre Vizsla and he took the Darksaber, he became Mandalore, essentially, the ruler of Death Watch. They considered themselves like the true warrior Mandalorians. Um, yep. But Death Watch split. So you got Bo-Katan, who, who left, and she had her own sect of uh, Mandalorian Death Watch. And then you had people like uh, Gar Saxon, and Rook Cast, who stayed with Darth Maul, and they painted their armor to kind of look like Darth Maul, and people called them Maldalorians. Darth Maul also went in and he took out the, the head Vigos of Black Sun, and he took out the leaders of the Pike Syndicate. So, and 
Crimson Dawn, the first we hear of it, it's connect and solo, it's connected to Darth Maul. So I don't know if he formed that himself, but um, by the time of the Clone Wars, his Shadow Collective spans um, Death Watch, the Maldalorians, um, Black Sun, the Pike Syndicate, and Crimson Dawn. He's in control of all of that. He's pulling the strings with all that. And even for a time, he was, uh, after that, he was he was in control of the huts. But when he got captured by Sidious and in prison for a while, he uh, the huts kind of backed out of all this. So I think the huts are once again trying to see what's going on. Uh, I think that um, the last time we saw Maul, right, was uh, he was, well, he was on, trapped on... Um, Malachor and he got there somehow and I think that he got there because Kira came to him outsmarted him and trapped him on Malachor because we now see shortly before Return of the Jedi in the comic books Kira is running Crimson Dawn and she's even gone toe-to-toe with Darth Vader so She's a force. Gosh, what's just for, for context, what's the name of the comic book? Isn't it Crimson? Crimson, Crimson Rain. Um, so she's got a lot of like, uh, she's got a lot of moving parts going on right before this period. <clears throat> uh, she even had uh, custody of Han Solo when he was in Carbonite for a while, according to these comic books. So, I mean, take it for what you will with comics. Um, they say they're all the same tier of canon. But, you know, obviously comics can just be uh, they can they can shift it around. What Dude, have you? If I honestly, if I was um, what the hell's his name? One of the main Star Wars comic guy. But doesn't if I was any of the comic creators at Marvel that are making canonized Star Wars stories and putting my heart and soul into them, I would be really annoyed with what's happening lately. Right. Because, you know, the story group and, and Filoni and. I'm going to throw Bryce in there these days, like Bryce Dallas Howard and, and Favreau and everybody. They're not really honoring or respecting a lot of that stuff. Like I, I did my research today. So the Yoda lightsaber came up all over the place, right? Like people who know Star Wars, like the four of us are like, well, in the Vader comic, like that crystal got purged into and cracked and made it into a Sith crystal. When Palpatine took all the purge, all the crystals of all the Jedi's lightsabers, yada, yada, yada. And one of them was, there's this scene where Masamita is literally like dropping. It was him, I think dropping Yoda's saber or what have you, or the crystal. Then there's a, there's a star Wars um, references uh, and lore book. I forget the actual name of it. I can look it up um, where there is one line, apparently Josh, that says Yoda remade his lights or lightsaber on Dagobah. Yeah, so, so that, that, it's, that exists. it's so. in the, I've got it in my notes, it's in the Age of, you remember they were doing like Age of Resistance, Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, um, Yoda yeah. lightsaber. So how does Luke have Yoda's weapon now? <laughs> well, it's revealed in Marvel's Age of Rebellion story, The Trial of Dagobah. So guys, you can look this up, you can go to the comic, find the comic, Age of Rebellion, The Trial of Dagobah. Uh, that Yoda built himself a new lightsaber while on exile on the swamp planet. It's this second saber that Luke finds among Yoda's things after the Jedi Master's death. So, oh, yeah. that's not that bad. Then I thought right. it was just a reference line in a reference book. That's that's in like legit, legitimate 
So I guess that's okay. the opposite, basically, what I'm afraid of. That uh, you know, at first glance, you think, oh yeah, they're kind of uh, disrespecting the comics. But then if you you know if you look into it, it's like, oh no, they kind of they kind of made a way for this. And I almost wonder if they did that because like retroactively, you know what I mean? Because this yeah. stuff has been coming down the pipeline for a while. They're always far ahead of us for the storylines um, and comics and everything obviously have a much faster turnover. So yeah, but my, my whole point is Kira, as far as we know, took Maul's throne and Maul's throne consisted of, all of these, like the the part of Death Watch, the Maldalorians, the Black Sun, the Pike Syndicate, and Crimson Dawn. So they're messing with Crimson Dawn, and just like in Solo, when when Han is like, "Well, let's just steal the spice from the Pike Syndicate," and Raiden Voss says, "Well, we can't really do that because you know we're kind of friendly with the Pike Syndicate," and he's like, "Well, they're not going to know I'm working for you." So he's kind of stealing from, you know, Maul's right hand to supply Maul's left hand, right? So mm -hmm. they don't they don't know what's going on, but we we see this um there is this larger this larger group of uh of layer of like the criminal underworld that Maul had created and there is connections to it. So I really think that so if you look into that, the Maldalorians um, were, were the, the, the Mandos that followed Maul, and a lot of them adorned their helmets with horns. Yep. I've been seeing that a lot. And so a lot of people think that this specific Mandalorian, her name was Rook Cast, um, that was in the season seven of Clone Wars, is the armorer. And if that's true, she could still be loyal to Darth Maul or and well, she could still be loyal to the Shadow Collective. And especially if she's flying around, like, is it a coincidence <clears throat> that it's above the, the Dyson, the Dyson ring or Dyson sphere where she was that uh, we see Darth Maul's ship? So I'm thinking that possibly I think it's going to happen at some point down the line that she is going to end up, her and Paz Vizsla are going to end up being straight up enemies for Din. Mm. Um, it could be sooner rather than later. I wouldn't be, a, I would not be super surprised if in the next episode, they show up as muscle for the Pike Syndicate. So, I don't know. I Nice work, Josh. Yeah, so the only flaw I guess I see in that is with Paz being truly wanting to be a child of the Death Watcher because that's where his house settled. So with Maul taking over and that whole idea you just had, I'd I feel it wouldn't be the way he would roll. You know what I mean? Well, uh, yeah, I, I I hear you, but we have to remember that 
the civil war against an empire is is now extinguished. Yeah. And what what was the way before is not the way now. So while there wasn't an opportunity, it's possible that the children of the watch were in hiding, waiting, kind of insidiously behind the scenes for the appropriate time to strike for whatever agenda that they have. One, I would first believe mainly taking back Mandalore for themselves. Two, I believe is is power um, and and to prosper, uh, led by the the I, I guess led by the dark saber, um, ideally, right, if possible. So I, but I also know where T's going. I think uh, if Rook Cast is the armor, there's going to be conflict in her about what may take place. So you may see her go toe to toe with Din, but you may see her make that heroic move at the end in a decision, right? Balance. You know what I mean? Maybe like, because she's making chainmail for a baby. I mean. For a foundling, like I, there, there's there's ethical values there, and whatever their culture and creed is, so she's gonna follow the the creed. Where you could see Paz, you could see Paz Vizla saying, "Fuck all that! I'm gonna do whatever shiesty move I can to get that dark saber and lead and lead us to where we should be. Forget all that nonsense." Right. Um, but the connective tissue. Is there? I mean, the horns are a little smaller. The colors off, but a lot, a lot of shit. I mean, went it's down also been this, yeah. It's also war. been like twenty five years. Yeah. yeah. And like Mikey, you said, what do you think? They've been oh, sorry, in hiding. Guys. Yeah, go ahead, Tumetu. Yeah. Um, I, you know, this. I don't know if we're gonna get anything with them. Um, in this next episode, I think that you're probably very close, if not you know, 100% um, that we're going to get them as enemies, uh, maybe season three, maybe season four, if we do have a season four, uh, you know, I mean, God only knows what they have planned up and, you know, they have their one-year plan and their three-year plan and their five-year plan and their 20-year plan and right. you know, everything kind of planned out. So, you know, and I mean, we haven't even touched on what implications really this show is going to have on season three of Mando. You know, and we haven't even talked about, except for a second or two, the the choice that we're going to, the choice we're going to get. Are we going to get it in this next episode? Are we going to find out? Or is it going to be one of the first things we find out in season three? Um, I don't think they can leave that. I don't think they could leave that, dude. You don't, you don't think they're going to leave that cliffhanger? Listen, only because of the haste that Luke was putting on the situation. Right. It wasn't. He wasn't giving him time to think about it. It's like, it's like when you tell a little kid, like you're gonna bring up your book bag and go to school, or I'm bringing you to juvenile hall. Like, right. One or the other. Like you're gonna pick up your books, or or if not, you're going to you're going to detention. Right. So like, I know. Not as harsh, but I know I have. Uh, Josh and I have talked about how, uh, what Ben. Ben is his uh is Luke's first student. Right. In the comic books. So Wait, who's who's his first student? Ben? Ben Solo? Ben. Yeah. Yep. It's been stated at several different places that Ben was yep. Luke's first student. So and that's five years, man, at least from now. Yeah. Right. So 
basically this choice I honestly believe is already made. Um, if what? like so, we we talked about giving the comic books their their due. Do they follow the comic books or do they just say fuck it and? No, I, I, I don't think they would mess with Ben Solo's story. I, I don't think they would. <laughs> I, I think he's, I think he's definitely going to uh, choose the, uh, the chainmail, and oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, this is where Josh. I, Josh's I think, brain. I think we're going to go with uh, choosing the chainmail, and you know, now he can go with Din and. Because that was the question. Well, where where was yeah, he? Where yeah. was he in uh, you know the Last Jedi? Right. You know, where's right. Grogu in the Last Jedi? Well, this right. is an easy way to explain it. He chooses yep. his I, people. I think um, that's that's probably what's going to happen. That's the easiest solution. Yeah, I mean, Luke sets it up. Luke sets it up and gives him the idea. Like basically, yeah. like Din's not going to be around forever, but you are. The yeah. kid's automatically going to be like, well, then I want to be with him before he leaves forever. Yeah, yeah in 50 years, time, I can come I'll back in time. another 50 years and get I'll trained. time to pick up that lightsaber. Like, yeah. I'll pick up that lightsaber when I'm a big boy. I'm not a big yeah. boy. I want to be with my dad. Like, I'll pick, I can pick up that lightsaber later, but then there's the whole attachments angle, which we can go on a whole other segue about. But I feel like he's going to pick up that chainmail, and then in, in Star Wars, the future, we'll get, we'll get like a Tar Vizsla situation with Grogu, where he will pick up a lightsaber and wear his Beskar, you know? So, so real quick, what did you guys think about Luke, the look of Luke in this episode? I liked it a lot better than uh, the finale of season two. Um, I did notice there was a slight glitch. Um, That's just his mechanical hand, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> it shocks me so, every once in a while. So I don't know if like just my my TV messed up or whatnot, but he go he's talking to Grogu, and like his nose like glitches and fuzzes out. Hmm. Um, I didn't see that. He was I, using. I had, I yeah, had I a couple it. things. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, of course we can nitpick and be like, oh well, you could tell that he's not he wasn't really there that he wasn't on set, and it's like oh, okay. Yeah. No, you know, like, and it's like so the fake person they invented wasn't where you thought he was going to be like <laughs> you know no. like you just created a cartoon character made him look like a human yeah. and threw him in another cartoon and made it look real yeah. right I, uh, I mean like yeah I said definitely better. looks better um like I said I just I was just watching because I knew what was going down you know what I mean um, but just the way like Luke pulls all the frogs out to show him that there's a, a better way to use the force um, once he gets stronger in it just to try to sway him more towards the force yeah so um, what do you guys think about just okay so we're talking about the choice and Luke is being quite dogmatic and it's almost a hard left turn from where we last seen him five years ago in return of the jedi where he's almost like he's telling the old masters like hey um i don't care what uh 
I don't care what you say, man. Like, uh, I, I'm going to like attachment may be bad, whatever, but he's my father. I have to try this. So it's kind of like, uh, he's, he's, he's gone more back to like the dogmatic ways. And I feel like a lot of this too might be paralleling, um, like the dogmatic ways of the watch. Um, but they're kind of at two different ends of the spectrum, but they're dogmatic in each in their own way. And didn't even like point that out. And he was like, Oh, that's just the opposite of what we believe. We believe in like loyalty to each other and like sticking together and the Jedi like, Oh, you have to for like give up all your attachments. Um, what did you guys make of that? What'd you make of that to Uh Well, I just thought of something <laughs> that, um, you know, when I said, who does Luke match up with? Um, maybe he matches up, you know, with the armor uh, because, you know, all the Mandalorian armor and all their gadgets are to fight the Jedi. So it would make sense that you know, whether it's her or who knows, maybe there are some more of the Covenant left. And but she doesn't need to tell anybody else because that's one of the best, you know, one of the best surprises. The dead person comes back to kill you. Um, right so i mean there's just you know i'm I'm trying to think outside the box because we're never right with what we predict exactly Um, (laughs) and it's and it's like so like yeah it would make complete sense that luke would have to fight a mandalorian because that would be his equal yeah so so for for luke's dogmatic views now going kind of against like the rebellious luke skywalker of walking the fine line between light and dark return of the jedi like if I was to become a professor and, and I don't necessarily agree with my mentor's views on how to say, teach a skill, a trade or a subject, right? On day one in, in 101, in, in, the, in, in video games 101 with Mike Pappas, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, okay, I don't want you like looking at Xbox cause it sucks. You're just gonna be a Sony fanboy. You're going to play Destiny and Final Fantasy and you're going to watch anime and you're not, you're going to know about it, but it's, it's not going to like what I'm trying to never mind about that new, never mind about like, Halo and that, that like, new fuck uh, Halo. Like Paramount. don't worry about that uh. shit. Right. Like I, I feel like Luke's um, learning how to be a teacher as a master and he's practicing with Grogu right now. So initially what he's saying is let me just do exactly what Obi-Wan did to me. Like yep. before I was with Yoda, like, let me just do exactly this until I can f- kind of figure this shit out. And then 102, class 102, class 103, I can be like, well, now that you've learned that, now let's look at the ancient Jedi text. And then I'm going to tell you what happened during the Republic in Order 66 and why I think they failed and what we may sh- should what we may should do differently. Right. He, I don't think he's going to drop shit like that. So like the dogmatic stuff in the beginning is like to put you through a one-on-one trial so to speak like it's probably really important that i don't my first student doesn't turn dark right mm-hmm. so let's get rid of attachments off the bat don't want to pull the obi-wan what were you well, saying so I, was i know that was so papa papacified but what, what were you uh, saying you were, you were saying something too about uh the um the the choosing of the childhood toy and Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually in ancient Japan, and and this is a true thing, not just in Kurosawa stories and films and books and stuff. um, 
they would a samurai would take their their son or, or the, the the offspring and the young kid and they would lay out on the mat and they would put a child's wooden toy there on one side and they would put a katana on the other side and they would let see what where the child's attention goes to and that's how they would then pick their students to see if they're um, ready basically to see if they're ready yeah like does the katana scare them or are they brave and curious about that and it's also in some samurai films as well and in storytelling for like a long time now um i'll find the actual film that, that it's in that i remember it from but it, it but it is in history that that's what was done um so again feloni taking those types of stories and also history of samurai and implementing them into star wars yeah i think he does that well that's why he's george george's greatest student i think because a lot of people just try to emulate george but you can only go so far with that, right? You can only, because George took bits and pieces of a lot of different cultural storytelling and integrated them and made this star and made star Wars. Filoni does the same thing. He goes back to the original sources and keeps giving us a little bits and pieces from the original sources. Yeah. I oh. mean, the, the, the poetry here, the rhyming, the mirroring was all over the place to me. I mean, I don't mean all over the place like messy. I mean, all over the place. It was all over the episode in different scenes. Just like, the, you know, Grogu on his back, Grogu in the backpack, the ex- literally the, the exact jump, the exact yep. flip, the exact run, um, the, the, the whole thing. You know, I mean, they, if he can find a way to rhyme somewhere in the original trilogy, they're going to rhyme with it, whether it's yep. pre or C, like yep. sequel after or prequel before, they're going to rhyme with that. See? So... Luke, like, literally speeding up <laughs> Grogu with the Force. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, making him hot. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but, love that. So, uh, Den asking Ahsoka, so why, why are you allowing Luke to train Grogu when you wouldn't? Yep. And she says... Uh what she say it's all about choices right yep. so, yeah like just the fact that i don't know i know mike you mean you talked about this and just like this is something that we've been waiting to see for you know fans of the clone wars uh there's and since we've we've known now that uh, like since the end of rebels when we know that ahsoka has been around the entire original trilogy and she lived past return of the jedi you know when is she going to meet up with luke it's got to happen we wanted to see this and like yeah i got um i was getting like chills when i saw her when she first appeared and then i was almost like oh they're just going to tease us with it but then when they were on screen together and then they spoke to each other it i mean and she even, it's like a rhyming thing there too, right? Like, but it's flipped because like Uncle Owen says like, oh, he's got too much of his father in him. And she tells him like, oh, you, you yeah. have a lot of, you're just like your father. But it's a yeah. compliment this time. Whereas before it was basically an insult. It was, it was a fear, but she, uh, she knows the other side of Anakin. And I think that could be almost what this is because we see in The Last Jedi, right? Luke gives a very inside baseball account of what happens in the prequel trilogy. Um, 
And I think he may get a lot of this information and insights, uh, this certain point of view from Ahsoka. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and it's the uh, that attachment, right? Because Ahsoka brings it up before. She's like, I've seen what can happen when attachment goes wrong. It might be this fresh telling from Ahsoka's point of view, what happened to Anakin, that has made Luke kind of rethink his stance on attachment once again. Well, I mean, and, and, and that sorry, go ahead, T. Don't forget that uh you know Ahsoka's had more training than Luke. Yep. Oh and, yeah, of course. And and Luke's asking Ahsoka, you know, for pointers and you know, I forget exactly what he says, but he, you know, he's asking her, you know, is this is this right? Is this okay? What should I do? And she's like, you know, figure it out yourself. Um yep. But, you know, and going to what maybe a crazy Josh theory, uh, you know, again, we don't know how long Luke was on Dagobah and Dagobah time because, you know, time's different there, Um, you know, and pulling out some wheels with uh, World Between Worlds or whatever, Uh Um, you know, so he could have heard stories about, um, you know, whatever from 700 years of Yoda that right. we don't even know about that we're going to find out at some later time. Um, and, you know, the Jedi kin- basically kidnapping kids because they were too f- powerful to, you know, be left on their own. And here's Luke giving him the choice. Um, mm. Right. You know, yeah. What do you want to do? Which is the cl- complete opposite of what happened the generation before, um, you know, leading part, you know, partly to the downfall. I mean, not the whole kidnapping thing, but, you know, the hubris. I think right. I think we will. I think Mike Mike has some connectivity there. I think we will see some flaws with Skywalker um, in the content that's going to come that will help add some depth to add some depth to why he's over his nephew while his nephew's sleeping with the saber out before even a conversation about it. Mm, yeah, like. You know, did, did did he was he so alone for so long? Besides, well, I mean, we don't know when he splits with Ahsoka for good, or how long. Um, they they haven't spoken when he's training his students the night of him um, contemplating hitting Ben Solo with his lightsaber while he's sleeping. Uh, and where I'm going with that is like, does he dive too much into those Jedi texts? Does he buy? Does he become the total opposite of who he was during Return of the Jedi time period, right. where like the the dogma, like he just he became too much of, of of a Yoda, right? You know, I think he he may lose some of that. Um, You're supposed to be what like Yoda says in the Last Jedi: "We are what they grow beyond." But if you just become your teacher if you're just a photocopy you know right and then yoda and yoda comes back during the burning tree in last jedi and kind of teaches him that final lesson and that final lesson brings him back brings him back to the best version of himself yep. which is close to what we're seeing now you know um sometimes when you're really good at something and then you strive to be even better you screw it up well sometimes. i mean you know picture Every kid that they're freshmen and college and they take their first uh, psychology course, they know everything and they can fix everything and do everything, you know, and it's not until, um, you know, in f- philosophy or, you know, like anything of that nature. And they now know everything and they, they can fix the world. 
but then they have to take another course, another course to realize, oh, everything I learned that first was wrong. So yes. now you have Luke reading all these texts that he doesn't really, can, can he even understand them or comprehend them? Um, you know, so maybe he starts to take things the wrong way and goes a little bit, you know, off off the deep end or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think for his art, for his character arc, the whole the whole timeline of Luke Skywalker, I think that would add like super depth to the whole thing if if we get some of that soon. Yeah, because I mean, in the original trilogy, we get Luke, and he's like we're behind him. He's right the whole time. He ends up being right at the end, and like you <clears> said. Uh, you go so far. It, it reminds me of a story my sister told me when she was in uh, martial arts when she was younger and she got to be pretty good. And she, uh, she told her sensei that uh, she could block anything that he threw at her. <laughs> and he, he nodded, you know, and then a moment later he threw a glass of water at her, threw the water at her. And, you know, obviously she couldn't block that. There's, there's no way of just blocking the water. So I think that that's kind of like this, literally like the splash of water in the face that Luke gets um, with Yoda at the end. And so it'll do us good to see, yeah, to kind of contextualize how Luke got there. Um, So I think that, uh, I think that having a, it'll be interesting to see how much Ahsoka and him really do um, correspond, how much, how much they have to do with each other as time goes on. Um, I can't wait for that Ahsoka episode, man, oh. when, when, when they meet for the first time, because yeah, I know we're going to get that. And yep. then for, for her to realize that, that Suzanne, this is Anakin Skywalker's son at, at that point in time, because we don't, she doesn't find that out in Rebels, right? Like Luke, like Obi-Wan is there on Tatooine, but she doesn't, unless Obi-Wan tells her, right? Unless we could get Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. We could get a whole Ahsoka episode in Obi Wan, and she learns. And she learns about Luke. Like maybe she learns about Luke back then. That would make more sense than to like have Luke fighting the Empire and Ahsoka not know anything about him. You know, I don't know. Um, we still don't know where the fuck she was during the war, during the original trilogy, right? Look, I think she was stuck on Malachor that whole time, just like Maul right. had been stuck there for God knows how long. Uh, like I was saying, I think Kira outsmarted him. And was able to just like drop him off there at this dead planet, you know, that everybody on it had been destroyed uh, and nobody goes there. So I think that uh, she's she's there for some period of time until she's able to get off after after everything's calmed down with the Jedi and stuff. Maybe Ezra leaves some sort of word um, because he would know that she was there Um but that goes back, you know, because she goes through the portal world between worlds and then she goes back moments later because we see that in the first episode, you know, in that episode mm-hmm. when she dies, quote unquote, we see her walking, walking further into the temple down in there. And Maul had, they had set it up, Maul was there too, but. So real quick, does Ahsoka tell Luke she's not a Jedi? I think so. Because tech, like, not even technically, she's not a Jedi. I mean, she could well, expect to be a Jedi again. Well, that it, it was the order, right? She left the order. That yep. doesn't mean she's she doesn't follow the ways of the Force, right? For for good, not for evil. 
um, and stay away from the dark side. So I think they, I think they bond, they can bond on that because Luke is new gen, right? He's post Jedi Order. So I feel like, yeah, like the title may not be that. It, it may be psychological for Ahsoka, right? Because she was alive during all this insanity, and it's with her. Like to call herself a Jedi is is painful to her. So she doesn't want it, and Luke res- may respect that. You know, I could yeah. be wrong, but that's kind of what I would assume. It's it's like people that have an issue with organized religion because of the corruption that's involved. Perfect, Perfect example. with it. Yep. Um, you know, so like me, um, I mean, not that I, you know, I was, I was uh, raised Roman Catholic. Um, I just I haven't gone to church in years. Uh, you know, not really. You know, I'm not, there's really no reason why, like, I have an ethical stance or whatever, with, with, you know, like, I gave it the reason with corruption, but that's a whole other topic, um, you know, so it's like, okay, um, you know, if somebody asks me, I'm going to tell them, yeah, I'm Catholic, but I, you know, then it's like not practicing, you know, I don't, like, where, where's the real definition in there? Um, are you are you still spiritual? Are you still a spiritual, where you consider yourself a spiritual person? Every once in a while, I talk to God. You know, so that's that's a good example, right? You know, like she she's not cut off completely, but she's not again following the ways of the Jedi Order anymore. Right. She hasn't like cut herself off from the Force like what Luke did in the Last Jedi. Um, she hasn't yeah. stopped communing with the Force. Um, but yeah, like you're you're saying to Metu, um, there's a lot of people like that, right? They they consider themselves. Uh, they still consider themselves Catholic or Christian. Like my sister is the same way she was. So she's my half sister. She grew up in Puerto Rico. I grew up in Michigan Um, and she was raised Catholic, but she, she's not uh, practicing um, Catholic, but you know, she's still, um, it still means a lot to her. It's, it's part of who she is. It's part of her, the foundation of who she is. So that's always going to be part of you. It's going to play an impact, but, a lot of the problem she has is with the like politics of the church. And that, I mean, that happens uh, in every church, man. Like um, I, I, uh, I go to a non-denominational church, but it's got a lot of politics there too. Um, T goes to a, a different, a different uh, denomination of church and we have our differences and stuff, but most of it is the politics of church. Um, when you get down to the nitty gritty, yeah, yeah, like we all pretty, you know, we all pretty much believe the same thing. And it's kind of like um, with the Jedi and the, uh, the like the, the Jedi or and the the, the wills and, and stuff like that, like they're all um, servants of the force or, you know, they all touch the force in one way or another. But uh I think it's interesting too, because, um, um, my wife grew up in another denomination that was very, um, uh, had a lot of rules and stuff like she, uh, she was very, very sheltered. And there was just a lot of stuff that in my opinion, um, really, you know, where they get that from, uh, you can't really tell. And it reminds, she even has said this, that, Din Djarin, like the the watch, Children of the Watch, reminds her a lot of her youth. Like that, don't take your helmet off. Well, why? Well, that's just because we just don't do that. 
um, it's not the way. And then you meet other people that are also Mandalorians and they take their helmet off and you start thinking like, well, how come you can, you know, you're not a real Mandalorian because you take your helmet off. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, lot going in, a lot at play there. And I even think that, uh, so to tie it back into why people were complaining, like, why are we getting this, these quests of Din Djarin in the middle of the book of Boba Fett? I think it's a two-sided dark saber essentially that uh i think that boba fett is going to end up playing a much larger part in mandalorian season three in the mandalorian arc and everything in general than what, we what i'm saying anticipate yeah um so i'm going to post this i'm going to post a link to this uh in the show notes so you guys can all look at my my crazy uh graph you gotta get some red thumbtacks and Put yeah, it essentially, on the wall right? And... So the so everybody pretty much knows uh, if you've been following this, and you know, like the dark saber is one of the number one search things on Wikipedia right now. So are the Vizlas. So Tar Vizla was the first um, Jedi Mandalorian. He made the dark saber after he died. The dark saber was kept at the temple, and eventually, uh, the Vizlas House Vizla went in, sacked the Jedi Temple, and they took that. Now, in Legends, um, Mandalore, there used to be like a helmet of Mandalore. That's even what Revan wore for a while, Darth Revan. Um, I think that the Darksaber pretty much now in canon has taken the place of that in Legends. It is the scepter of Mandalore. If you hold that, you are basically, you're the leader of the Mandalorians, right? The true warrior Mandalorians. Um, If you want it in true combat. Right. If you want it in combat or it was... So we don't even know if that's a hundred percent. That's what that's what the the watch will tell you. The children of the watch, right? Um, so going back into the Mandalorian Civil War, there was a guy called Jaster Mareel, and Jaster Mareel uh, is the guy who found Jango Fett. So if you remember the chain code at the end of Mandalorian season two that Boba shows Din to be like, hey, look, I want to prove to you this is my armor. I have a right to it. So it it uh, translates to this. Um, foundling, Concord Dawn, uh, took into, uh, let's see, Foundling took into the year uh, Concord Dawn, mentor, jaster, father, Boba Fett. Um, yeah, let's see, Foundling took into the year Concord Dawn, mentor jaster father fett boba fett so jaster mareel we know was the guy who took jango fett under his wing made jango fett a foundling um and i think that it it's going to play a big part going forward because jaster mareel was mandalore for a while um in legends and canon it's all blank right now we don't know we don't know who was mandalore quote before pre Vizsla. But in Legends, it was Jasta Mareel, then it was Django, and then it was and then it was Vizsla. So I'm thinking that that's going to get laid out that it's the same here, that Jasta Mareel was Mandalore, and then Django took the helm as Mandalore, and then Vizsla stole it from him. A couple reasons I think that are, uh, you know, Django or Boba gave himself a brand new paint job. Um, 
but a couple of things he kept were the symbol that's on his right uh, chest plate that kind of looks like a wheat of corn. And that is Jaster Muriel's symbol. Also, um, he changed the stripes on his helmet from one color to the other. The first color means that he was out for vengeance. And the second color means to honor somebody's like to honor somebody's like forebearers. So it explains a hundred percent like this change that we've been seeing in Boba Fett. And then with uh, the other thing, what's the other thing that Boba always has on his armor? The, uh, the, um, yeah, the mythosaur, the mythosaur, right. Um, and then we've just got the mythosaur dropped in the last episode. And they talk about, uh, how, I've got it written down here. The the armor says like the songs of eons past talk about the great mythosaur rising from the ashes and claiming a new day, you know, like a new great day for Mandalore. Um, so how be- and then we like Boba Fett has always had the mythosaur on his arm. I think that one way or another, if this is all still canon, um, if Jaster was mandalore he would have had the dark saber if Django then became mandalore after that Django would have had the dark saber we know that Django at some point was uh kicked out of mandalore culture um they say that like he wasn't considered a mandalorian but if you look at his armor it's silver and it's got like a little bit of blue left on the helmet just like death watch does so i almost think that Django probably was part of a death watch and then there was another split kind of like the Maldalorians and such and Django Django was kicked out by Pre Vizsla or he got framed by Pre Pre Vizsla because Pre Vizsla looked at him as a threat for the dark saber right and he was kicked out he was kicked out for unethical reasons which right. then if Boba finds that out he really would feel like he, the right the right to the throne uh, is more his birthright if right. that is the case and then you know that's this is all this is where the battle for mandalore is going and that's why this is the book of boba fett yeah. yeah well then that raises the question too was Django fett a mandalorian you know if he was then boba fett was boba fett because if you look at i think it's uh the episode two visual dictionary or encyclopedia it tells the, the legend story that boba fett was found um by Mandalorians or, or whatever it was, when you get to the um, episode three one, it leaves that part out. That was a little change that they made, uh, yeah. but it still touches on it that, you know, Jango Fett's his father. Um, and then when the Mandalorian came out and we find out what the creed is, you know, I pull out all the books that I have. I have like 30 books and I'm just going through them. I have all these things marked. So I don't have it all crazy conspiracy theory. Um, like Josh did, but I just, you know, I'm sitting there talking, I'm like, and this book says this, this book says just going through and it's like, all right. And then somebody hit up uh, Matt Martin from the story group and they're like, Hey, um, this says this, this says this, like basically they summed up everything that I just rambled on for three hours about um, into a couple, you know, into a tweet. Um, And he's like, "Uh, you know, just wait. Like that was his answer. I was like, (laughs) just wait. So it's like, you know, they know what the answer is. It's just, when are we going to find out? Um, exactly that there's going to be a definitive answer um and maybe it comes from this episode and we find out that boba fett is now ruling 
uh, Mandalore or, you know, and sometime in, um, you know, season three or season four, we, we get the answer to that. I, I think Josh, I think Josh is a hundred percent. If I, I mean, I would, I'd probably bet on it tonight, $20. Like that, $20. that lack of information in the history of Django to Boba Fett right there. And, and Mike, you hit it because that's where we've been in Canon with it for 20, for, for 15 years or 17 years, if not, or no, 2003, 2002. So yeah, for 20 years, because Attack of the Clones was 2002. It's like, he's a man, he was kicked out of the Mandalorians. The Mandalorians are Creed, not a race. He was kicked out. He's, so he's like an exit, right? But the Jastam, a real piece, brings lineage back into fold for Boba Fett. Yep. And, and, and that's a huge plot point yep. that they it's... can play with. And and they're not they're not having Din fight for the dark saber on fucking what's it called? They're not they're not having him fight for that in in Book of Boba Fett for no reason. Yep. Like you're seeing yeah. Din Djarin already have to already have to defend the dark saber, you know, and and that that fight is happening for a reason in in Boba Fett's story. And it's so. I think it's going to come back to everybody kept saying why are we seeing boba keep remembering like having flashbacks to his father's helmet uh to seeing his father leave um like yeah we know that um as like you know hardcore fans we can draw all those connections but why do you show that again in the book of boba fett over and over and over again i think it's going to come back to and then they drop this and they fill in this piece like Tumeta, you just said um was he actually a mandalorian well now we know that uh, he's just as much a Mandalorian as the Mando because he was a foundling just like Mando. It's not a, you know, it's a creed. He's part of that creed. So Jaster, Jaster took Django in as a foundling. And so essentially, just like everybody says, Grogu is Mando's son, you know, in the eyes of like the Mandalorian creed, yes, uh, Django was Jaster's son. So he took that helm from him. And maybe there, you know, like like Mikey, like you said, there might have been some sort of uh, dissension, and we we know that there was a Mandalorian civil war. So like this whole area that right here is all um, it's legends. So it happened in legends, but it's been erased. But this here, uh, the the chain code that they show at the end of uh, Mandalorian season two it starts filling those pieces back in. It name drops Jaster. And if you go and you look into that emblem that Boba Fett repaints on his armor is Jaster's. And then if you look at the sim, the symbolism behind the, how he changed the colors on his helmet to be from vengeance to now going to honor and respect somebody. So it all ties. I think that he's going to see that dark saber and it's going to trigger something. You know, maybe he's heard about it from his dad. Um, and I was trying to look. I didn't see the Darksaber hanging on Din's belt when he was in uh, the palace. Um, oh, I got to rewatch because I don't know. So because I'm thinking <clears throat> if a couple of these things tie in together, if at some point Paz Vizsla shows up or maybe Paz and the armor show up and they go up against Din again and Din whips out that dark saber and maybe uh, they take the dark saber from Din. And so then that gives Boba Fett the opening to go in after the dark saber himself and he could take it. Um, 
or like Mikey, you and I were talking about, maybe Boba can just be uh, like a great um, guide to him because they're a lot alike now. Whereas they, we never thought they would be this much alike. Like they both kind of left the way of the bounty hunter and are now becoming a ruler or expected to be a ruler of some sort. Um, but just, I think, I think, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm rambling. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do fanboy head cannon shit. Cause it's fun. Um, Din and Grogu go check out the mines, right? They uncover some relics, maybe a mythosaur head. Then call them more relics. Din goes back to the armorer, <clears throat> gets more information, right? Um, some drama gets kicked off. That could be a num- that could be a hundred different things. Uh, back to Mandalore. Din needs backup. He he goes to Boba and Fennec to repay the favor. They come into play. Something on Mandalore may even involve Crimson Dawn, may even involve Spice, may involve mining. I don't know. May involve the Empire still and and that whole thing Um, with, you know, the Empire we saw in in Mandalorian, whatever's left of it. Long story short, the lore is going to come because that's going to be the some of the MacGuffins. Like some of the MacGuffins are going to come into play for Mandalore and that's going to uncover some of the stuff with Boba Fett. Here's some of the connections I can see playing into that. Din may lose the saber to Vizsla at yep. some point, or Bo-Katan. Um, Boba's going to get pa- passionate about the situation and based on his lineage and his right, and then Bo- Boba's going to get it back, and Din's going to help him. I think so that... I- so we've got Moff Gideon, who I almost think could be a disgraced Mandalorian, like Agar Saxon or something. Like He could be Moff over the Mandalorian uh, space, because he helped sell him out, right? He's got the dark saber. Well, I think um, I think he's like he's like the poor man's Thrawn. Like he's a historian. He know he's he he loves power <clears throat> and he loves these relics of a previous time that proved power. And he knows the Mandalorians are a, are a warrior culture creed race type of thing. Yep. Um, so he, he gets OCD about all that shit. And it's his power hungry for the Darksaber. The Darksaber in his hands means that there's all of this history in my hands. Like yeah. I am now have like the, the, the warrior blood in my hands of like a thousand Mandalorians who've ruled before me type of thing, you know. And I think it's going to come in. Thrawn is similar. Thrawn is very yeah. similar to that. I, I think Thrawn exactly is going to come into play with that because if you look at moth gideon he's in new republic custody right now they made sure to remind us of that um (laughs) but i think that uh you know he's working for somebody higher up and we know that uh what's her name the magistrate morgan elsbeth who also had a mandalorian relic the beskar staff spear she's got uh her droids had the marking of the 700th fleet or whatever it is the chimera which is thrawn's emblem and ahsoka goes to her and she's trying to get the information out of him where's thrawn ahsoka and uh sabine are going to be working together to try and find thrawn and ezra i think that thrawn is going to end up being the one to break moff gideon out and stuff's going to go back to mandalore so you're going to connect automatically you're going to connect uh Ahsoka and Sabine 
going after Thrawn, who's with Gideon, who's got a bone to pick with um, Bo-Katan and with the Mandalorian. And so that's going to, I think that's how you're going to connect a lot of these pieces um, to, to get yeah. everybody going back. And I, I think that's going to be the big thing. Like it's going to be a new Mandalorian civil war um, with all these outside players uh, trying to, trying to, you know, make a bid at all of this. Huge scope. The scope just blew The Sabine and connection. Din Djarin. Go ahead, Mikey. No, I was just going to say that Sabine connection brings something that I was looking at a little smaller in scale. Like the scope with the Sabine, like Vizsla, Bo-Katan, and then the Thrawn thing from Rebels. Like that That scope just gets a lot bigger in my mind. Go ahead, Mike. So Grogu's going to choose uh, Din. He's going to be a Mandalorian. Uh, everything that you guys just talked about is going to happen, but, <laughs> but Din, Din comes out on top as the ruler of Mandalore with Grogu as his son or heir to the throne or whatever you want to call it. And then why Luke and Lando are out looking for Sith relics, they're going to meet up again on Mandalore because they have to go pick up something from there. That's what he's doing for five years. He's he something's gonna happen with Gro- after Grogu. He's gonna realize he's not ready for his first student yet. He's gonna go search for more knowledge. Uh, that's right. He runs around with Lando for a minute. Yep. That's right. There's and a book coming out runs, about that. That's cool. And he probably runs around with Han a little bit too again. So I'm, I'm about I'm about three or four of the High Republic books behind. And I used I used to finish a book in one day. Um, right. And now I'm now I'm I don't know five. Well, you're five you're an audible books. guy. You're not you're not yeah. audibling it up all day. I mean, that's um, what you um, with my promotion at work, I can't wear earbuds anymore. Oh, uh, so so Star Wars Shadow of the Sith comes out six twenty eight this year, and it says uh, the publisher's summary is Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian return in this essential novel set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Uh, Master Luke is haunted by visions of the dark side, foretelling ominous secret growing somewhere near Exegol. Uh, so they're going out and they're searching for Ochia Bestoon, uh, a Sith assassin tasked with kidnapping a young girl. They're still tying up those those holes in Rise of Skywalker. It's amazing. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, not not bad holes. Not like not finding plot armor. More like, like building the, the you know... They're filling world, it in. World it's building. good filler. Yeah, it's good filler. Yeah. I think so, that I think I think my uh my my prediction with Grogu is that uh what was Luke focusing on this whole time and what are we kind of like pushing against what Luke's doing right now? He's being too dogmatic, too one-sided. But what was Luke's uh lesson to Grogu? It was balance. It was, you know, balance like balance on the tree stump, balance on the rock, uh, climb up to the top and see the balance in the force. And you can find your balance in the force, too. I almost foresee Grogu levitating like one of the things like the chainmail or whatever. And then he also levitates the the lightsaber and kind of balances them. And Luke takes it like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, balance. And they can find a way. A, they can find a balance because what do we always say like in episode one if if uh, anakin had just been allowed if if qui-gon would have survived he wouldn't have been as dogmatic mm. 
if Anakin had been allowed to have a little bit of balance, a little bit of contact with his mother still, um, he wouldn't have been so cut off and so apt to turn to the dark side um, for these attachment reasons. So I think that um, they could almost be faking us out with this Luke and that them like pushing the balance thing in this is going to be become paramount when we next see Grogu. All right. Uh, it, it, so, doesn't doesn't Ray doesn't Ray Skywalker prove that the Jedi were completely wrong about attachments though? Basically, doesn't doesn't I, she go in with like with so many attachments because she had nothing for so long that she clings on to Finn everything. and Poe and R two and Leia and and Han and she clings to them. Yep. She went in with so many attachments up against the 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 most evil force in existence. And it's a supernatural attachment between her and Ben in a diet. That 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 beat that that beat Palpatine. Like the attachment is what beats it. That's how wrong the Jedi were though. Right. But can you consider a dyad the attachment? Like is a diet an attachment or is that just a is that just a destined connection? still an attachment right like they still right, it ha- forces them to have feelings for each other it forces them to be able to see things from each other's perspective uh you know from a certain point of view right so it's an interesting storytelling device that you know they came up with where it forces the antagonist and the protagonist to be able to get inside each other's heads see things from each other's point of view so they can find a middle ground yeah well i'm excited for the JJ special edition on the anniversary to add all the force ghosts. She probably will. Um, mark my words. Remember this episode, boys. 2029, 10 year anniversary. It's been JJ revealed that they shot specialist. stuff. I'm pretty sure I've heard that like Hayden Christensen was in there. He shot stuff for it. Liam Neeson shot stuff for it. It they're doesn't matter if they shot it or not. They're going to put them in there and they're going to look like they shot it. So. Yeah, they're, they're definitely like, dude, 2029, 10-year anniversary. That shit's going to be in there. That's oh, my we can opinion. only hope. We can only hope. Um, All right. So real quick, I, like I said, I only got to watch once. And so Grogu, Grogu, Grogu. good gravy. I can't even talk right now. Grogu, <laughs> vision that right. Luke oh, unlocks. So, do we recognize any of, or do you, because I didn't, recognize any of the Jedi? I don't think they were, I don't think they were Jedi that we've been introduced to in Revenge of the Sith or in the prequel trilogy. Or I, al- Wars. I almost thought it was Syndralic for a second, but he was too young. Yeah. Um, no, and no. and then we see Syndralic gets killed a different way. I was waiting, like, I thought maybe Anakin was, I was when I first saw the back and the hair kind of reminded me of Syndralic, I was thinking, are we going to see what we saw in the hologram? Are those the two other students that Anakin is just like, hold, like holding by the throat and while he's like fighting off the Grogu wouldn't be alive. Grogu well, would not be alive. If that, then, was, if that yeah. was Vader. If that was Vader's. Yeah. Unless Vader hologram. took him. I was waiting for Jacosta New to come out and start fucking force throwing fucking library books with with her lights and then her lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, what if what if he was what if he was taken by um, someone from the Empire and then somebody else from the Empire stole him because you know we we don't know how many contingency plans 
the emperor had. So he might have just had everybody stealing the baby from each other. And right. I, I, I think one of two things, and it's probably what, what Josh is going to go down in a minute, I bet, if, if I had to put a 20 on it. Uh, in, in the Vader comics, he has to hunt down Jocasta New because she survives the initial purge. Um, and she knows all of these, like, she knows all the um, the secret secret passageways and secret rooms in the temple. And, like, you see her, like, hide relics and stuff and, like, in, like, hidden rooms. Um, and she's, like, the grandma Jedi, yep. you know? Like, she'd be the grandma Jedi taking care of the, ba- like the, the babies. So I, I feel like it could be Jocasta. I think it would be awesome if it was. It's probably not. It's probably what Josh is going to take us through. I'm sure. I don't know if he's ready to do that now, but I, uh, I, I mean, I honestly don't know. That's the thing that I've, I, I've seen, uh, Mikey, you messaged me and I already had like three other people message me that, uh, I guess if you look, uh, on the, it's there it's the, it's on the wall, the it's symbol on the wall. On the wall. There's a symbol for Barris Offy. Um, and I mean, that's something they've purposefully kept that um, like <clears throat> a mystery. We don't know what happens to her. Um, and with people like Filoni, normally when they keep things a mystery for uh, for a while, there's a reason. Um, so I think that he's had a story to tell with her and this might play into it. I give that, though, maybe... Um, 45%, maybe 35, 35-40% chance. Um, I think that we're, this is a tease. We're going to get more flashbacks from Grogu that maybe Luke has unlocked it now, and they might use Season 3 of The Mandalorian, the same storytelling trope as what we've been seeing in uh, Book of Boba Fett um, with the flashbacks, but hey, you know what? I'm here for it. I love flashbacks. I love it as a storytelling device. Lost is one of my favorite shows. I have live together die alone tattooed on my arm so i oh I like, big jj guy i like the uh i like the storytell i like the flashback storytelling i like how it can fill in character development i think that mikey i honestly think that you're probably closer to it that the empire or somebody probably had him for a while and probably was already running tests and there there might be some factions he might have got out for a while um that's probably why he doesn't have any memories. Like he's, he may have been sedated drug and carbonite. Who knows? You know, it would be super dope. You know, it would be really, really dope. And, and we saw, we, we saw a character in, um, in this season from it. Um, so Jedi fallen order with Cal Cestus, um, Cal escapes order 66. He's a Padawan. Well, the, the, the actual brand like fallen order, you know, that the game that respawn created, um, that's that's the theme of, of of that series of that series line, right? Now, yep. yeah, we can get a sequel and fo- follow Cal. Set. Did you, all three of you play it? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know Mikey. When Mikey got it, he was like cursing. He's like, "Dude, it's so fucking hard. I'm going on easy." Um. <laughs> so what if what if I hadn't gamed in years? I went and bought it's hard. <laughs> just so I could play this game. I mean, it's um, literally as hard as a game I'm playing now that I wanted to tell you guys about. I'm playing Dark Souls. It's one of the hardest games ever fucking made and it just trolls the shit out of you it's cheesy um and the combat's like that right you need patience and perseverance it like you need to block you need to parry you need to dodge anyway it's not um, a masher yeah no it's definitely i mean you can put it on very easy i think and you can kind of mash it but even then it's still 
like there's still parts that are really difficult. Anyway, my where I'm going with this, my theory, one theory to play with because it's fun. Um, we keep the Fallen Order branding, and actually the next game is not following Calcestis. It, it's Fallen Order. It's about the Jedi Order falling. It's about Order sixty six. The this series. Yep. What if? And the character I'm talking of is the little robot um, with Indeed. Amy Sedaris, right? So now yep. they're introducing the Fallen Order characters. What if the next Fallen Order game is Grogu's escape from another, from with another Padawan? Oh, like this yeah. Cal Sestis, and then there's actually another Padawan that escapes with Grogu. I was well, so we, know, get we that. know there was hundreds that actually ended up escaping. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, but they don't they don't survive the purge with the Inquisitors. But yes, you're you're right. There are so. <laughs> What if they fill that in with maybe the the announcement with the Fallen Order sequel is going to be Grogu's game with Grogu. And instead of having the little droid as your backpack, who's on the the back? Grogu's on the back. Oh, man. People would love that. Dude, dude, how are you not going to put Grogu in a video game? Have Grogu as your familiar? How are you not going to put Grogu in a video game? And and like this is like the perfect tee up. You're teeing it up right there. It's going to be the number you have one the game selling engine. video game ever. Quinlan because you Voss have the game engine. Grogu, and he's got Grogu on his back for the rest of the game. The rest of the game. I, I think it would be even you know for the to hit the emotional connection of the fans of the fan base. Like have it be a Padawan and have a relationship, maybe even a female Padawan. But like the engine is there, and what I mean the engine is like when when the droid comes off the backpack and like hits the switch around the side. Like you can have that be Grogu instead. Like the game engine is still there. So I think it would be rad as fuck if that if they go that route. If that's and then not what they're the doing, whole... what? If that's not what they're doing now, I'm going to be disappointed. Right, <laughs> right. But like, wouldn't that be the perfect piece of media to fill in for Grogu's survival arc from Order sixty six? Yeah, like, I would love it. I would love that in a game instead of just like like Luke keep and Luke and Ahsoka keep touching the poor thing's head. Right. You know. Yeah, so then we can we can still get for you know the people that aren't going to play the game. You can show a couple of flashbacks, but then for us who do play the game, it'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that level. I remember when we had to do that. I remember I came in right after that and we went, yeah. So and like I, I picture Grogu like like jumping on the back of an Inquisitor and like covering his eyes like this, so you can like fuck him up, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then once you get to the end, you know, Grogu starts like force choking fools. Like we see. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I, I went on a tangent, but. Um, oh, good tangent. Yeah. I'd enjoy cool. that. Yeah, that would be, that would be That's epic. The game I would play. I mean, we, we need, we need that. We need that storyline. Yeah. And they're, te- they're teeing that up with the flashback. Why would they throw the Revenge of the Sith flashback in there if they're not going to give us that, that story? We got to get it. Yeah, I think we're going to get, like I said, one way or another, we're going to get a lot more flashbacks from Gogu. They're going to fill in his storyline. Um, I think that that's, from a marketing perspective, uh, probably the best way that they could do it. However, he just goes into, he goes into a back to tank and just keeps having flashbacks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that game would sell. I'm, I, I'm done after this. The game would literally be the best-selling video game of, right. of, of at least the past few years. Oh, I mean, even the people who aren't huge Star Wars fans, but just like are Grogu fans, right, would just buy it just for it's marketable. So. You give them everything they want, you know. Like uh, when they were making um, 
there was a game that Reese, I think it was Respawn or somebody was making a while ago. Um, and it was all about uh, a survivor of Alderaan. And he was basically like a draft dodger. And they were going after all the survivors of Alderaan, blah, 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 blah. They got really far in it. And then they came in and said, eh. you know, the big wigs were like, there's not enough lightsabers. There's not enough uh, the, of the force. You got to add this in. Um, because that's what the people want. This checks all the boxes, man. Like everybody knows who Grogu is. Hey, you get to play with Grogu as your little buddy pal. And you're a Jedi that you don't need to know anything else about other than, you know, the Jedi all got hunted. You and Grogu are escaping. You get to play with the Force. You get to play with the lightsabers. You get to explore the galaxy. It Boom. hits all the notes. It hits every yeah. note. It hits every note. And if it's not the Fallen Order sequel, they'll, they sh- it'll be a Lego Star Wars game or it'll be a different game. But that, that's going to happen. Oh, man. You know, I mean, you don't want to mess with the current Grogu timeline. So that's the that's the that's the the time that you put the story in for the game. Yep. Yeah, we'll see if I'm right. Time um, will tell. I guess we'll find out this year. I bet. Yeah. When is it? Uh, they just announced. Yeah. Celebration. I'm waiting for some big drops. At cele- it's going to be interesting at Celebration because uh We'll see when Kenobi actually Kenobi actually drops. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Kenobi dropping on May the fourth. Well, I know you said you were saying Bad Batch though, and then Kenobi. I think I think you got to drop it. We you got to go all in, balls in on Star Wars this year. I think the fourth has to be Obi Wan. So Disney will be having so Moon Knight comes out here in a couple of weeks or a little while, but. So my theory is, and I've heard it from a few other people, and um, <clears throat> so Moon Knight comes out, it will come out, it, their season finale will be the weekend, uh, like right before the 4th, and then uh, the uh, Multiverse of Madness comes out that week, and then May the 4th happens. So that will be like three things right there. Boom, bang, bam. So the 27th of April would be the last Wednesday that Moon Knight would drop. And then the next Wednesday would be May the 4th. So you're saying that Moon Knight would end on April 27th. That that weekend, the multiverse comes out. And then that next Wednesday, we get Kenobi. Yep. Man. I like it. Yeah, the, like the only reason that I think that they they wouldn't want to do that is because when is Celebration now? Isn't it like May 20-something? Yeah, 23rd-ish, uh, somewhere around. Yeah, so that's the only, because you'd almost think that they would want to hold off and like have the big thing be Kenobi and have like a big Kenobi, like drop like the first trailer, like drop the final trailer there or... Uh, Show the first 10 minutes, something, something, something. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's... hell, they gave us an hour-long Coca-Cola commercial, so you never know. Oh, my God. Remember that? Oh, man. I could go get my Coca-Cola I was so shirt. wasted for that thing, man. Thank God for that. <laughs> where we, where, were you, where was I? Was I? I was in there. Was I with you, Mike? That's the day I, I met Josh, I think. Yep. God, yep. God, I was so drunk. I was drunk <laughs> the whole time. It was fun, though. Because I came out of there and then went into the co- got my shirt, went into the coffee shop, 
and then uh, I heard I heard this voice that I'd recognize anywhere. <laughs> now let me get three venti coffees. <laughs> Make that was me doing an impersonation of myself. Mike, oh. did you get your room? Or, or where am I staying with you? I, if I'm not staying with you, I'm staying at Raj's house, which is far. Um, I haven't gotten any of that. I haven't gotten any of the final details done yet. All right. Well, let me know. I mean, I'll probably just wind up sleeping on Josh on Raj's couch. <laughs> You're gonna sleep on Josh. No. Maybe, maybe if his wife lets me. Uh, it looks <laughs> you know. like it's going to be just me. So, yeah, uh, so maybe I'll so maybe I'll, I'll crash with you. Like, I'd love you know it's I'd love to stay. At the, have you guys been at Celebration 2015? Anybody? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So you have. Yep. Who's that? Oh, Josh yes. was. Yep. yep, I was there. So did you stay at that Hilton right outside? Nope, I stayed with uh, my buddy Casey. So. The, the Anaheim celebration is the best because of a few things. One, there's this courtyard outside of the convention center that um, with the Marriott right on the, on the left, on the right side, if you're facing the convention center and literally everybody just hangs out outside. Lacoste players, Filoni came out, oh, hugged yeah. everybody. I met him. It's, it's more of like a party. It's more of like a star Wars party. Yep. all day long than Orlando or Chicago. Cause Orlando and Chicago things were spread out. Like Orlando sucked because the parking lot was fucking disastrous and people had to come from all different places, hotels. Like this is more like compact, if you will centralized. And then everyone's at the Hilton bar, like in the lobby. So there's like one specific place. And then across the street is freaking Disneyland with galaxy's edge. You can walk there. From right. celebration, like you couldn't do that in Orlando because it's too spread out. Kissimmee is like very yeah. big place, you know. Disneyland is smaller. Disney World is like spread out, so um, everything is like right there, and uh, it, it's way better than I, I think Chicago. I've been to all three now, and uh, I, that's my favorite. Was 2015? Yeah, I've only been. I, I went to Chicago, and I went to. Uh, I was there at Anaheim in 2015. And I definitely enjoyed the layout and everything at Anaheim a whole lot better. Like you said, it was just constantly something. I have like tons of pictures of even like afterwards that night, like the party, like people out there with lights. You've got like 50 people on each side with lightsabers just going crazy at each other, you know, and just all the food trucks and everything are up in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a party all night. No, Orlando. I mean, Anaheim is the absolute best. That's I I really don't want to miss it. Uh, the COVID factor with a pregnant wife, though, the pregnant wife not wanting me to go away and leave yeah. her alone. So, I, you know, things have changed since I actually bought my ticket, but I'm still going to try to get there if I can. Yeah. Uh, are, 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 are you guys going? Are you going to go or no? I want to, but yeah. the way things are right now, I don't know. I know. It's a tough time, man. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll still be in school. I mean, luckily everything's online, so it wouldn't wouldn't be like, oh, I, yeah. I'll be missing class. So, but like I said, just I really want to. I mean, I wanted to go before they canceled it because of COVID. Yeah, uh, it'll be my first one. So, and everything is so expensive with inflation now. Yeah, oh, not, forget about the travel and the plane tickets or like a rental car or a hotel. Like everything else is expensive. I mean, you're eating out three meals a day for how many days? It's like, and Disney itself is like, you literally need to take out a small business loan to go there. It's fucking crazy. 
So I, you know, I can't. I can see a lot of people's plans getting messed up over the. We were supposed to have this celebration what two years ago now. Yeah. Yep. Two years. It's two. It's delayed for four. For third. For wow. For twenty four months. Like, that's a lot has changed in that time. More. Yeah. More has changed in that time than uh, almost five years to ten years of of uh, the previous decade has changed. So. Yeah, the landscape of our culture has been drastically changed just in that short amount of time. Yeah, that and 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 financially, what the the normal household family can 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 uh, you know spend on on something like that as a vacation has changed. I think. Yeah. Uh, on a, on average, if you will. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just just look just look at the last month. You know, uh, my four hundred one k is down like twenty percent. For the yeah, year, mine, mine already, too. you know, mine and, it's, it's and I'm crazy. gonna guess that's everybody's. Yeah, and so that that makes it a little bit harder to just. You know, I'm just gonna pull some money out of there, and you know, uh, take a little hit. Take out, yeah, take a little hit, and then you know, or uh, you know, it just comes out of your paycheck. And you throw yep. it back in there, you know, so it's not really a big big loss or or whatever. Um, and now it's like, oh, but you know, no, it's looking kind of low, so I don't want to take any. I don't even want to touch that bad boy. Yeah. And then it comes like you have that. It's like the worst financial time to be doing this. But it's also like, Mikey, you just said this year feels like it's going to be the year for Star Wars. Um, and just the uh, just with this last episode, last two episodes, like teeing stuff up, all the interconnectivity that I think we're gearing up for um, with Kenobi right around the bat or right around the corner and Bad Batch coming up to bat. And then you got Andor, right, you know, right coming right down the line. Uh, Mandalorian season three after that. And then Ahsoka's teeing up, starting to film right now. It's like, this is the one you want to be at because you don't yeah. know what they're going to drop. I know. Like. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it, it always it, it always turns out that way, doesn't it? Right. But now. think about the one they have in two years from now in New York City. Um, and we got all this extra money because we didn't go to that last one. That's gonna happen. Well, then I can you I, I can sleep on top of Mikey for that one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say Josh can uh, return the favor and sleep on Mikey. <laughs> yeah, you, you better pass that through Jenny Pappas. See what <laughs> she's gonna say about that. But and, and then uh, and Baby Pappas by then. But hopefully we can figure something out. I'm excited for that for sure. Babe, Mikey. we're gonna have an infestation uh, uh, of roaches. <laughs> oh damn! Um, the good kind though. The good kind, <laughs> or uh, your new name, the blues. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Blues. Yeah, that's what uh, oh. my daughter. Whenever we're so we say the greens are coming over when T and his wife and the kids come over, and so now my daughter Grace is like, uh, Dad, if they're the greens, we're gonna be with the, the blues. blues. I love All it. Right. All right, we can do that. <laughs> that's great. Okay, guys. I'm so a- go I'm ahead, go wrap on, it up. I, no, I just want to say, like, next week's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait for us all to see it and kind of come back and reflect and, and talk about it. But I'm, I'm already dreading the the drought from next yeah. week till May 4th. Like, that sucks. Like, I, I mean, we're spoiled, I guess. But yeah, we well, I, got four, I got four books. I got four books to catch up on. Yeah. And um, about two years worth of comics. So uh, I can find something to do. I've got while. my buddy Tim Q wants to. Uh, I was just talking to him today. He wants to come back on, and he he's he hasn't watched the Clone Wars, and he's uh, he's seeing how um, imperative that that is becoming. Uh, so he wants <laughs> to start doing a, a watch through of Clone Wars. So that'd be something that uh, 
I mean, for everybody and even for casual, like people that don't listen, watch everything and listen to everything, you know, we could kind of break some stuff down and go through some main arcs, which I think would be cool refresher for us too. Yeah. I, I want to do a rewatch too. So that'd be great for me. I'd, I'd love to be a part of that. Yeah. It's been a while. I got to rewatch and then I got to watch bad batch or finish bad batch. I know we were just talking about that before we started. You know, it would be cool, Josh, if we do a watch along with, um, that that super cut i don't know if that's possible but that could be cool oh yeah 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 um my uh, the roach cut you're talking about yeah the what's it four hours or three and a half uh for which thing oh the revenge of the sith super oh, cut. sorry oh, yeah, the yeah, roach yeah. Cut. That, that's like a four hour yeah that's like a four hour roach cut for uh for the revenge of the sith tied in with the uh the Mandalorian, the Mandalor battle for Mandalore arc from season seven. It's like four and a half hours. Yeah, I would, I would, I would do a watch with you. That'd be fun. Yeah, Who we wouldn't. Could, oh yeah. man, that's definitely we could we could definitely plan that. Like, if we're gonna do a watch through for some like main arcs with Clone Wars, that that'll be that's the capper right there, brother. That's uh, cap it on May, cap it on May the fourth too. Oh man, cap it on that. May the fourth and roll right into Kenobi. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, okay. So, uh, I'm going to pass it to you. Uh, to Metu, what, what's your? Uh, tell us what your your rating of this week's episode was, and what 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 uh, if you have anything that you concrete believe we're going to see next next episode, and then uh, then Mikey and T. Um, I don't know. I want to say a 10, but I'm sure if I sat there, I'd be able to find a reason, reason that it's, you know, somewhere between 9.5 and 10, uh, probably, you know, I, I think the only issue I've had with any episode is that I just want it to be longer. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, they could make it a two hour episode. I'd be like, uh, maybe it was long enough then. Um, but yeah, I, I'll go with, I'll just give it a 9.5. Um, Cause I'm lazy. And uh, I really don't know um, what we're going to see. You know, maybe uh, maybe something happens with Moff Gideon. Maybe he pops back in. You know, we, we talked about him. Uh, we, you know, we haven't even touched uh, touched upon where the uh, the two Rangers that came in and hit up uh, did when he was flying. Yep. You know. Would they just would they just throw them in there just to say hey we'd like these guys bring them in or are they going to come back now like they did the last time an episode or two later and be like hey remember us and they're going to play some kind of role in there um, you know and then there's going to be some Luke and Leia connection there uh, because Leia is going to be like oh Tatooine you need we need to go check that out and um, you know like just I mean what what if we bring that in there and now we got Leia back that's that was good Mike my my brain just lit up. There you go. They, would they still call him Red Five Commander Skywalker? Oof! All wings reporting in behind him. It, still, it, you know what? something happens where Luke's returning uh, Grogu, and they're coming in for something, and and there's a little sky battle mm. that's about to happen with uh, Boba or Din, um, and that would that would set it up perfectly. And then he's got to come in as you know Red Five, and they're like, wait, what? You know what perfectly teased that up to Medtu? It just clicked when you said that to me. Um, 
who gave Cara Dune the Marshall badge? Uh, Apollo Creed. No, no. Uh, not Apollo it, Creed. It's the the guy from the uh, the show. Uh, What's him? What? I can't oh, yeah. remember what. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, so, it was... uh, Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim. And so, yeah. they are appointing the, those uh, pilots are appointing like the Rangers, right? So when one of their Rangers or their Marshals rather gets shot, that's probably going to draw them in. Well, who's yeah? But who would get shot? Cara Dune's not not in the situation. Oh, uh, Cobb Vance just got shot. Oh, he, one of he's their a marshals. Yeah, because he he points oh. it out. He's like this here. He's got the marshal badge now, just like Cara Dune. Did you just uh, put that together right now, based off of Mike's just, connection to, just let, what, with, to just the New what, Republic? Yep, just what Tumedu said. Yeah. God, man, I wish I was in that bathtub with Filoni and Favreau with all those action figures. <laughs> I really wish I was. Because you know that's going. Maybe it's a large, extra large Hollywood jacuzzi, but I mean, you know, Jesus. So it all must right. be so much fun for them. There we go. Let let Leia let Leia show up in this episode. Yeah. Oh my God. Ah oh, man, I, I. I maybe we'll hear her on the comms. You may hear her on the comms. I don't know. I mean, that could happen, but I don't think it, you'll see. I. You, we don't have to see her. Hearing her is just it's the same thing. I, I think it's better. I think it's better. Yeah, I think honestly, I think that uh, we would stand a better chance of hearing. There's been a lot of rumor about Han, and at this point in canon, I'm not sure if he's like quote unquote retired or not. So well, because the af- aftermath books are much later, right? Aftermath later. books are after this. Um, yeah, you know, I know, and and in, in uh, he's retired by then. Yeah, but him and Chewie were still flying around doing weird shit. Like, didn't they go to Kashyyyk and do something? Yeah, they like. Like, I know it's after, liberated but Kashyyyk like, it, and stuff. But but they it kind of gives you like like what they're doing. Like, they're still flying around doing random shit, like cleaning up, tying up loose ends. Or or you get General Calrissian shows up. Billy D is always up for for something. Um, but I think I think all the Han stuff that's been floating around, it would be a pretty good bet to get Han show up. And you could hear Leia talking to him or have a hologram of Leia. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got the Crimson Dawn connection, which is another thing I keep coming back. I like with the Han stuff, I keep thinking like they're going to do something with Kira and Han again, especially when they just do that out in the comics. Like they baited it. They're like, oh, yeah, Kira had Han for a while. There's uh, Leia and Kira know each other and like know of each uh, other. Uh, I was going to say what Leia don't know won't hurt her. <laughs> You know, Khaleesi. Better off. And we we did have like we did have Leia's voice in Resistance. So. Yep. Yep. I mean, he he's got his hands full with her as it is. You think he wants to drop that can of worms? He. I mean, that's a bad that's a bad move. <laughs> you know right, so what the great thing is though. What's that? You only have a week. I know. I'm psyched. I oh, can't man. believe it's this late. I had so much fun. And I just thought of that Leia thing right now. I was like, all right, let's see what I, what's going to come out of my mouth. And I was like, boom. That's the first time I thought <laughs> yeah, of it. I know. We're, we're supposed to do closing outs and we're going on fucking wild tangents. I love it. <laughs> uh, that just reminded me of a question, though. I want to hit real quick from, uh, from Brian. He said, hey, if the armor said the best guy should never be for an offensive weapon, then why did she make the whistling birds? 
the whistling birds themselves aren't Beskar. Just the uh, the thing on the gauntlet is Beskar, the the launcher. Yeah. And and he said this kind of ties in. Also, I think Grogu picks armor too. So my other question is, do you think that on his way to drop off Grogu, Luke gets wrapped up in the Tatooine battle? Maybe gets saved by Han. I like I said, that's that's he's in the X Wing. He's in the X Wing, like like clearing a house for them. That's what's that's what's happening. But who else is who else is coming in from, you know, uh the remnants of the Empire? Or you know whatever factions we have that are going to end up turning into force you know, chips for porting in. This is Admiral Akbar. <laughs> Good old Admiral Akbar. Oh, maybe uh, we get a a de-aged um, a de-aged. Uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart now. What's your name? Um, Holdo. Get a de-aged Holdo. That'd be great. Or Hondo coming in on the other side but playing both sides quick i can't believe we haven't Naka. seen hondo in this yet. we will we will yeah maybe we get a little nine numb up there with 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 uh general oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows man <laughs> he's still alive by the way he didn't die he's still alive um i'll let you i'll let you believe that um t <laughs> Uh, so my rating for this episode, um, I mean, I love it. I love all the, the, the throwbacks, Cad Bane, um, Luke, uh, Ahsoka. Um, but, but, I mean, I know we keep throwing out that it's the book of Boba and it's, it's all this and it's not all about Boba, but you all right, Chad. get a two second, you get a two second clip of Boba. No, no talking, no nothing. Just him standing there. He was I'm being classic at, Boba. I, I mean, it was a great episode. I still give it a nine, but I, I, I need to see Boba. He was being classic. This is, this is the Boba Fett all these people have been saying they wanted. He just stands there. He looks well, intimidating. He doesn't do anything. That's their Boba Fett. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he's got a couple minutes of screen time and a couple lines. And what we do see from him, he's a badass. And, right. you know, you, you get Vader saying a couple things to him that you make him like, oh, all right. And the way he does, you know, talk to Vader. So... You know, yeah, he's he's pretty badass from what we see, but you know, now it's it's like that that whole thing. You know, you have some things that happen in your life, and you make these realizations that hey, maybe I am on the wrong path, yep. and you know, it just it just it makes sense. Um, so just because it's way out there on left field, um, and we've we've talked about him a lot this episode, Thrawn. Um, Oof. maybe Oof. he shows up. We get a quick little glimpse of him maybe there we um go. and just because we've been way off all fucking season on our our theories there that's why i say that um so speak for yourselves me and mikey called a couple things okay called cad bane that's it <laughs> hey i also called grogu riding on luke's back in a training montage 
You're also the man who said that he, we heard the 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 Shockwave episode one. Yeah, yeah, I did say that, and we should have. That was a mistake. That's the one mistake they've made for sure in this. They um, lead. They but, do a trailer with a Shockwave every five seconds, then they don't do it in episode one. <laughs> oh, Thrawn, he shows up. Um, we get maybe Ahsoka's there um, helping Luke return Grogu. I don't know. I just, I, yeah. Because you know Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn, so maybe that's a, a tie-in, a hmm. quick little, quick, quick little battle between, like, eye contact between Ahsoka and him, and then, you know, I don't know. All right, Mikey, what I do give you think? it a nine. We got nine and nine point five. Um, man, I want to give it a ten, but there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a ten because something can always be better. Uh, there, I mean, really want to give it a ten. I'm, I'm gonna go nine point five. Maybe I'll give next week a ten. Um, this is my favorite episode. I hope we can give it a ten. Oh man, is my is my favorite oh. episode. It's my second favorite episode of Star Wars TV. We all know what my first one is. Um, it was just really well done. Dave Filoni written all over this thing with like little George Lucas like musical whispers throughout. Oh, man. Poetry. It was rhyming beautifully. What's going to happen next week? We're setting up for war. We got a saddle on the Rancor. We got... Yeah. Uh, dude, I can't wait to see him on that fucking Rancor. I want to see That's going to happen. You're gonna get Boba on the Rancor. Um, you have you have Fennec with the, uh, the mods, kind of like around the perimeter there. I think it's gonna start out right right in war there. Um, Din will be with uh, Cobb Vanth. You'll you'll see some of that the preliminary strategy talk, like see what Cobb comes up with. Um, Chrysanthemum will be uh, out in the front line, infantry ready to go. Um, and then the pikes are going to come in. Cad Bane, we'll see who else comes in. This is pl- this is planet side now. In the atmosphere, you're going to have crime syndicate ships up there, um, almost blockading them from escaping, in case they need to escape. What that's going to be is going to be the Chimera or a Chimera class ship for in Thrawn's fleet or Armada. I don't know. I don't think Thrawn's going to be up there. Definitely not. Um, maybe another Moff will be up there. Somebody else will bring in a new. Um, a new Gideon type character because Gideon's still locked up. Um, shit's gonna go down. Bosk's gonna show up. Luke's gonna come in with Grogu. Uh, Luke's gonna save him with Red Five somehow. Grogu's gonna get dropped off. He's gonna wind up in the N1 Naboo Starfighter in the in the co-pilot cockpit where R2 used to chill. Um, and, and we're gonna see Han Solo and Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm calling. We're going to see Han and Chewie. I'm right there with you. I think I think them dropping Luke in the penultimate episode shows that they've got to have somebody else that they're going to drop. Another trick. There's another trick up their sleeve. There's another trick up their know, sleeve. And we know Harrison Ford is currently in contract with Disney and, Lu- and Lucasfilm filming another small little movie. So why not, as the timing aligns... Yeah, I think... Use I, this beautiful piece of technology that we have 
called Stan from YouTube, Mr. Deepfake. I don't know what his name is. Uh, oh, what is his name? Ma- um, Mosher or something? No, it wasn't Mosher. Shamook, I believe. Definitely did a great job. On oh, that. man. Oh, yeah. and Kira, Hol- Kira Hologram. Kira okay. Hologram. Yep. So I'm going that's, hollow. Man. No Leia. No Leia for me. No Leia for me. No voice. No Leia for me. Luke Red, Luke Red 5 proton torpedoes and and blaster fire yeah i think i agree with a couple of the, like definitely we're getting the rancor um i think we're going to get uh confirmation of max rebo's death this time um, <laughs> no we didn't talk about that he's not dead he they can't they can't kill them they can't, moment of they silence can't die like that. for max rebo okay um <laughs> Uh, my 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 wife was upset when that bombing happened because like uh, what's her name Garza Whip or whatever she was like ooh that's who I want to cosplay as like she I don't was think weird, that like, bomb really was nice big dresses. enough no I, she wore great dresses your wife is absolutely right I don't think that bomb was big enough to kill it every ca- every there's there's not casualties a hundred percent in that place oh no, but so. the, she was rather close to that dang thing oh she's dead. Yeah. She's oh. dead. The band, the band's in the corner. The band's fine. Oh, <laughs> he's still on Max Rebo. <laughs> well, as soon as that, as soon as that started, and they're coming out with the uh, the case, I instantly I'm like, oh, that's, that's the Untouchables. When you know, logo, Mister Mister, you forgot. Boom. Yep. You know, it's the exact same thing. And as soon as that, I was like, oh god. So yep. I mean, yes, it was still a big shock, but I was, you know, it was one of those I instantly was like yeah, yeah. i know what's gonna happen nice well, I knew untouchables it. untouchables connection mike nice very good that was good oh, i didn't think about that and that's perfect that, yeah that scene haunts people that's a haunting scene in untouchables and that's exactly what that was i think we need to see another untouchable scene where uh somebody uses a boba fett uses a dead body to um you know convince somebody else to uh talk Remember that, and with Sean Connery, just like beats up the dead body outside, and it he convinces. Oh my uh, God! That, when he was drinking, he was drinking. Yeah. He was going crazy. Yeah, he convinces somebody. He convinces one of the other guys to talk. He comes yeah. in. He's like, "All right, who's next? Who do I need to have talk next?" And the guy just spills <laughs> his beans. That's what Boba Fett needs to do. He's got to use the corpse of somebody to uh, to make somebody else oh, yeah. talk. We didn't see any organized crime, torture, interrogation, really, to that degree. No, the most we've seen is uh, a Gamorrean snorting at uh, the Major Domo. <laughs> but uh, he's singing like uh, whatever that thing is, which is uh, who played in the band. Um, what was it that uh, they dropped last episode, which I thought was cool? Singing singing like a, a Yuzum, which is uh, the guy who played in the uh, return of the jedi um band but uh yeah i think uh i think i Han... thought it was a roach <laughs> yeah relative of mine cousin um he i i think i think luke will come back i think that the safe bet is that uh grogu chooses chooses din and so you know, uh, Luke's going to bring him back to Tatooine and Luke's going to get swept up in the middle of all this. Uh, maybe on the way, he uh, he's going to meet up with those those patrollers and uh, get get Chewie and Han involved. Um, I think that Han's a safe bet. I'm going to I'm going to go like 
probably 80, 85% that I'm pretty sure we're going to get Han Solo in this. And I think Kira is going to be the after credit scene. I think Kira, Kira and or Thrawn. Um, well, the, the mirroring, I don't, I'm sorry to get interrupt you, Josh, but the, I just want to say the mirroring of, and the poetry to Maul's hologram. Yep. And now Kira is in control of the syndicate in Crimson Dawn. So it yep. would be cool to get like the same exact style scene yep. with Kira in, in the in the hollow. I think they're going to win the battle, but it's just going to be the beginning of the war. Um, so I think that uh, maybe the Pikes, uh, you know, the Pikes obviously are just the beginning, like I've been saying this whole season. Um, so you might take the head off the Pikes, but that's just going to piss off Crimson Dawn slash the shadow collective kira um and then yeah i really like thrawn coming in uh just to remind us of that so uh i don't know it's tough to say it's tough to say what thrawn, if kira report kira reports to thrawn could be right because thrawn it's, could it's be the same it's the same thing it's the same thing at the end of solo but the hologram is thrawn but it's still kira talking to the hologram but instead of maul it's thrawn if we see some more battle droids like uh the hk droids that uh that uh, magistrate morgan elsbeth had that has thrawn's logo i think we might we might see some of those um with crimson dawn slash uh you know the pikes and so because it's not like this magistrate is uh oh you know what if he's dealing with a magistrate of one planet, right? Maybe mm-hmm. he's using Crimson Dawn, the Pike Syndicate, or whatever to deal with like the magist- the mayor of Moss es- of Moss Espa. Maybe right. that's who the mayor's been gone to see. The mayor mm-hmm. might be meeting with Thrawn. Just like bum, bum, bum. just like with uh, because he had a scheduled visit. It's a scheduled vacation. It was scheduled. So he was going to meet with the blue guy the whole time. I hate that. I hate that guy. Yeah, that guy is yeah something else. I hope somebody but, dies. They got to kill somebody. Kill somebody big. I hope he dies. <laughs> but uh, so I know we were talking about at the beginning. I wanted to get this out there because I totally forgot until just right now. Uh, I told you that one of my favorite quotes came from this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it comes from uh, Cobb Vanth. And he's sitting in the bar with Mando. He's like, you know what I like about you, Mando? That big smile will let you get away with anything. <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. That was good. That was good. All right, guys. Ooh, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this episode. Man, I really I want to give it a 10 too. I really want to give it a 10, but I have the same like, but I'm gonna go. 9.7. Ooh, that's a cheesy move. Nine point. I wanted to go, I really want to go like 9.9, but you know, <laughs> like it, and I said this earlier, it's like, man, I felt like I just got done watching a Star Wars movie. And it, in like yeah. 48, it had, I said it, I said that today. Yep. It had so much packed into it. Um, and I feel like how this is shaken out, I I don't think, I think this is almost 
the Empire Strikes Back of this stretch of storytelling and that I don't think the good guys are necessarily going to come out on top of this. Um, I think that... Uh, but then again, like Mandalorian kind of did that at the end of season one. So it's hard to say. Um, I mean, so real quick, if they if if they lose, then what's Boba got to be on Tatooine for? So maybe that's their next move is progression. Because we keep talking about how he's going maybe Mandalore. So Man, maybe. what if they just come and nuke Jabba's palace like they did Mandalore? <laughs> Dude, it's possible. So I don't know. We just we'll see next week, but all right, guys. Uh to med two, where can the where can all our the good people follow you? Uh just wherever you are, put in two med two, and if I'm there, I'll pop up. Boom. Mr. Michael Pappas. Uh I'm in Queens, New York. Born and raised at Maximum Paps, Twitter. Uh, Pop Culture Hour Facebook group, The Pop Culture Hour. You can type in to search for it. Um, And you can find me here next week. T Green. Oh, you will definitely find me here next week. Uh, But you can follow me if you so wish at Facebook, uh, T Green. Or follow our. Facebook podcast, uh, talking to the podcast page. Um, I, I help run that. Yeah, Talking Sith Podcast uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, and Talking Sith Pod at Gmail. If you have any questions or anything, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, till next time, guys. May the force be with you. Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it. <laughs>